Tomahawk, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. My name is Dan Scully, and I'd like to meet your bone tomahawk and uh-huh. raise you a brawl in cell block 99. Oh, I want to see it so um, bad. It's it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so uh, good. I have a feeling uh, our guest today we'll introduce in a minute would also have some things to say about that. I believe he also gave that a, a peep if you guys want to uh, hash right that on, out right real on. quick. Uh, but, uh, first off, I appreciate everybody's patience yes, for us. It's been a... Uh, a crazy month. I've been We've on been vacation doing a lot of twice. Stuff. We were at We've a film festival. So appreciate you guys coming back for more. Yes. Uh, the end of the year is very exciting. Yes, we're we're gearing up for a lot of really cool stuff here. Uh, I think real quick before we even introduce the guest, why don't we hash out our last episode was an interview with um, the uh, the creators basically of Puff, Philadelphia Unnamed Film Festival, which Dan and I got to spend the entire weekend at. I believe we both saw every single yep. feature. I uh, counted them, including all of the shorts. Yes. We saw 42 and a half movies. Oh, yes. Because right. the one short glitched out and they were not able to uh, put it back. We had 42 and one half movies over the course of four days. It was incredible. When I returned to work on Monday, everyone's like, you wear glasses? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) but it's just that my eyes are butter now, (laughs) and I can't wear contacts for a little while, so... Uh, it was it was a good time. It was a blast. I I last year I think we both were pretty effusive about how much we loved Puff, mm-hmm. and I thought this year blew it out of the water. Oh. I really had a great time at Puff this Everything year. Everything about it was was bigger and better, but not in the way you know. You know, like when a band gets overproduced, and yes. you're like, "Well, fuck, this Black Keys album is shit." <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, that didn't happen. It no. was better produced. There was there was more going on. Yep, better Everything theater. Everything was higher quality, but it was very distinctly of the same brand. Yep, and that is a tough line to walk and they walked it flawlessly yes they did so thank you to madeline and ken and alex over there for uh, having us again and just to give a couple shout outs i thought tragedy girls was great Mm -hmm. and that's something that people should be able to see if not now relatively soon Um, probably gonna get a wide release i'm hoping so i really Mm. feel like that's got a good scream vibe to it where Mm. it could really pop i think if it hit theaters horror movies tend to fill seats and this is the kind of one that will fill seats and have broad appeal it'll get people talking i think i really enjoyed that movie i really enjoyed this movie uh from england called charismata uh which is basically a police procedural that has a sort of satanic undertone to it that was a ton of fun and just it's it's pretty mind-blowing and those of you who have seen it know what i'm referring to indeed those of you don't ha 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 Uh, I really, really liked that movie. Yeah. Uh, and the other big one for me was Night Creep. Uh, Night Creep's fucking insane. It's insane. Which, everyone in this room, are we the only people that have seen Night Creep? I don't Did know. Did you end up watching Night Creep? Get, get on I read it about it on both okay. of your letterboxes. <laughs> okay. yeah, that's what my length of familiarity was. Right on, right I on. I see it. It is, great. I thought you said it best, Dan, which is now with the Disaster Artist coming out, the room is about to become just an actual movie we it's like. It's about to legitimize. Yes. And and so many movies get the stamp of, this outrooms the room, and yeah. nothing outrooms the nope. room. Night creep equals the room, yes. but it, it's not trying to outroom the room. It's, no. it's trying to night creep. Yeah, and it is. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah. as as the room becomes a more legitimate film into the canon. 
I think Night Creep, you're right, is poised to take its place. It it's is, about to get a release. Yeah, it's the perfect midnight movie. It's totally insane. It was shot on video. Mm-hmm. It barely makes any sense, but in the it's most entertaining the way. The Skinamax yes. era. Yes, And because it, it, it actually is from that era, and it's from, well, it's, it's from slightly after that era. It's like 13 years old, I think. But it's from a staple of that era, Greg yes. Travis, yes. who is of... Uh, he was in Showgirls. Yeah, he's in show, which is very much with this, uh, yeah. to, to quote... Uh, to to quote Ken, yeah, uh, he said it's it's as if someone just went, oh, what about what if we take this movie and make it more like Showgirls? Yeah, uh, yeah. What if we take a David Lynch movie and let's make it more like Showgirls? Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, what if we take like a like a kind of a like police movie from the night, but let's make it more like Showgirls? Yeah, and it's it's it, wild. It's, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. It is. It's wild. It, we saw it in the perfect setting too. Mm-hmm. It was it was the the last movie. It was late at night. There weren't Everyone's that many people just there. Spun. It was <laughs> yeah. so fun. It, it was. Yeah. Well, I have to shout out the, the one movie that's I know it's me. coming. You know what's coming. Uh, it's, it's the craziest thing. This movie called Assholes. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like it is a movie that I don't get upset by much. Yeah. And this only really had one thing that upset me. Right. And it upset me in the same way that people fucking a chicken to death in <laughs> Pink Flamingos upset me. Yes. And I think it is of that same vibe where. I, I am being made to just swallow any sort of ego about it and just deal with what's happening. Uh-huh. And what I love about it is that anything that you could say is is an issue with the movie can be defended with, oh, no, they're assholes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, there's so much going on and so little at the same time. Yeah. And it's just, it's so funny. I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie so committed to itself and itself is it's an asshole yeah <laughs> yeah i loved assholes it, it, i had a good and time i won't with recommend it, it to you no at all, yeah at all um i don't think i i think there's maybe three people i can name that might be receptive to it and yeah. i still won't recommend it to them because if i do and it's they'll, they'll think i'm an asshole yeah. and i might be yeah but um it's awesome i loved assholes so i had much. a good time with it i think it overcommitted to itself <laughs> as an enough, asshole friend. movie but and, but isn't that something an asshole would do <laughs> yeah. you know like that's that's the thing is it's critic proof yes because people are like ah, i'm offended it's like good and you're yeah. like ah, it wasn't funny They're like it's not supposed to be yeah. oh it was hilarious well good you know? yeah yeah it's it's critic proof because it's just trying to be abrasive yeah. and and it is it is <laughs> i loved assholes yeah. Uh, and it's also, actually like quite possibly a year-end list contender. For uh, me. That's insane to me, but I'll take it. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. There's just nothing like it. Yeah, yeah, that um, is true. You know, it's one last it shout out because I know you and I loved the fuck out of this. The best short film. We saw a lot of short films. Oh, and there yeah. were a lot of good ones. There were some really good ones by local filmmakers. But the best movie I saw at that entire festival. <laughs> best movie I've seen. In my entire life. I think that's true for me, too, is the four-minute short known as Death Metal. It's so good. That is just absolutely brutal, totally hilarious. It's so good to the point that in like before each movie, there's a trailer for yes. Puff, and there's just maybe a collective four seconds of footage from, from Death Metal. Yep. And once you know what that footage is from, even seeing that footage, it, like, it I slays I laugh hysterically you. every so time. Yeah. That movie does literally slay. It's yep. so fucking good. Uh, that so will be done. Yeah. It's so good. I believe you can find that like on Vimeo, maybe. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if it's rentable there. I don't know how that works on Vimeo, but um, uh, check it out if you can find it, because mm-hmm. it is is a ton of fun. Um, also, I did recommend it to a few people, and I was able to uh, "quote unquote" get them access to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it, uh, it it might offend your sensibilities. It turns out I thought it was so cartoony that I just had the best time. People really, I mean, I get it. The but... first person I showed it to was like, "Dude, 
why did you make me watch that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's so tough to gauge that. Yeah. It's like, to me, a baby exploding in a cartoonish way. Yeah. It's like, I've seen worse. Yeah. And for a lot of people, I think that probably crosses the yes. line. Any amount of, of just excessive gore can yeah. be off-putting. So be forewarned, it is yeah. brutal, but Baby uh, in the most fun <laughs> way. It's it's great. Uh, and with that, all right, so that closes up our, our little puff thing. Uh, if you guys want to find us on the internet, we're on Twitter at I Like 2 Movie. That's the numeric 2, facebook.com slash I Like 2 Movie. You can find us on Libsyn. And, uh, you know, check out our, our back episodes and definitely look out for us in the coming months because Dan and I are, are cooking up, mostly Dan, cooking up some really exciting stuff for it's the show. It's team effort. Yeah. We gotta, our presence is what draws things. Yes, yes. And uh, we will we will uh, we'll announce it when things get firmed up. But, yes, uh, yeah. A lot of very, very Very cool exciting things, things coming up. So, uh, so let's introduce good, this week's guest and get on to this week's movie. Uh, this week's guest is a good friend of mine. I've been on his podcast many times. You might say I'm a regular at this point. Uh, he's the host of Based on Nothing, which is a really exciting podcast you can check out uh, on Twitter and a couple other places. Welcome Jacob Harrington to the show. Hello. I'm very happy to be here, finally. <laughs> yes. And make fun of Garrett for not having me on his show yet. Every Ooh. time he's on my show. I've you been, are a regular. Too. Have I been on your show four times? It's like four or five. Yeah. And four I, Timers Club. That's right. Like six or seven. <laughs> is it really? It's nice. a whole lot. Am I the most frequent guest on your no, show? There's, there's two people that are on like like 30 episodes. Well, I would like to duel ready. them to the death on the next episode yeah. of Based on Nothing. It's a constant race to who to who is the best guest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we could arrange for these people to say have an accident. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. It's a nice podcast. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to touch my fingertips together yeah. suspiciously yeah. like you this. You wouldn't want this anything to happen to them. I yeah. wouldn't want anything to happen to them. But if something did, I mean, far be it for me <laughs> to step in the way of fate. Um, I'm still touching my fingertips <laughs> together. I love that you guys do Bone Tomahawk up front. Uh, thank you. Thank I you. also saw oh, yes. Talk about 99. Yeah, what would you think? It was yeah. fucking great. I was very, very slow for the first hour. And then completely insane for the last hour. I think that's kind of become a bit of what I like about that S. Craig Zoller yes. is that he's a novelist and it shows because the first yeah. two and a half acts of Brawl and Cell Block 99 is like the building of this this <clears throat> this oddly sympathetic character who's yeah. not necessarily good but is a strong enough protagonist and audience surrogate to carry it. It's also, I'll say it, Vince Vaughn's best performance he's I've ever seen. He's phenomenal in it. He's phenomenal. huge. He's like seven feet he, tall. And not huge where, like, uh, what was it, the breakup where he's just fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's huge. He's, he's, he's got jacked. Shape. He's in yeah. great shape. He looks yeah. amazing. He looks good. I really liked it. It was great. It was yeah. a weird movie, not for everyone, but it was great for me. I had I watched it on a Friday night. I had a fucking blast. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was one that I, I put on, like, at maybe, like, midnight when I was staying at my parents' house. I was like, I'll put this on and kind of doze off and just kind of get the feel for it. Cut to 2.30, because it's yeah. very long, yeah. and I'm just sitting there like, well, I'm not going to be able to sleep, <laughs> because this was great. And, you know, it's, I got uh, me excited. It was an adrenaline-filled movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it ends, it's such a slow burn, and then the adrenaline punch is just fucking potent as yeah, shit. Man. It's, uh, I have heard that it's perhaps one of, if not the most violent movie it's ever. Not, I'm Bone curious about your opinion. Worse. I think, you think so? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, like, I think it's more visceral. This is a more accessible violence. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. it's also, it's weirdly mismatched to the material on purpose that yeah. it seems cartoony. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of like, I don't want to say suspicious, but like just squibs that when you see them, you're like, that is very clearly a dummy and it's not trying to hide it. Yeah. 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 But that's also what they're going for. Yeah. Like this is very clearly trying to be a slight classing up of the 70s grindhouse aesthetic yeah yep. and 
you know, you've been to enough exhumed films yeah. where you see like they'll show a movie that has fifteen titles, yeah, and none of them are that accurate. And Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine is like that—that's not what title. happens yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Like that—that that never happens. Yeah, there's never a brawl. It's in like Cell someone Block that 99. heard the story of the movie and applied like 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 a game of telephone. It's yes, not accurate exactly. to what happens. Yeah, but it's totally accurate to what it's trying to recreate. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And so, whereas a you know an exploitation movie will spend. 40 minutes setting everybody up and then 20 minutes blowing up all the things that they were able to afford yeah. you know on on their first take because <laughs> yeah. this because of you know the modern sensibility the modern technology they're able to kind of really really dig into that character growth yeah. and really dig into you know just elevating that pulpiness into something real without defying the pulpiness. That's cool. And then when it unleashes the pulpiness, it's just straight up. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do a for those listening at home. I'm jacking off with my hands right now. <laughs> it's just like brah! <laughs> like the, the frame that it ends on is. I can't believe it. <laughs> that's yeah. I can't. Believe it. Oh, I can't wait. I to like see this. movie violence a whole lot. I think Bone Tomahawk is still the number one that shocked me. Yeah. Like I was like, whoa! I can't believe they're showing this in a movie. Yeah. This isn't like that. It's horrifically violent, but nothing comes close to Bone Tomahawk. I think, mm, I think that guy is like just fascinated by Tarantino type of violence, but in quicker doses. Yeah. Okay. He's not gonna like shoot it all crazy. Yeah. People get fu- knocked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Foley work is insane. Yes, yeah. it is. I, yeah. There was all I can picture is there was just somebody in like in like a butcher shop and they were just like someone was like, Oh, just break everything you can here and hit everything you can. We'll just record it. We'll we'll tie it. Because every like every punch sounds like a truck hitting a carcass. Oh. It's it's awesome. Uh, it is, every bone snap, and there are many, yeah. sounds like ten bones being snapped. <laughs> it's incredible. There's that one guy that beats up a stack of tires. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think like it's what's brutal. The, is, his hands have the actor's hands have to hurt no matter what, no matter mm-hmm. how fake it is. That guy's hands got beat up that day. He was hitting them. Yeah. It's a great movie, man. It was I'm a really great movie. So enjoyed it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It's worth checking to see out. That. And the beauty of it is, like, it's in small theaters, but those at home listening, like, you can get it tonight. It's, yeah. It's on like VOD. VOD. It's like yeah. seven bucks. Yeah. 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 Totally worth it. I'm totally down. I, I can't wait to see it. Uh, all right, so let's talk about this week's movie. Mm. Uh, something that uh, I got to see last week. I took my family to see this, which was Ooh. a weird choice. Uh, we're going to talk about Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Um, we just recently did a Blade Runner episode, in fact, so you can go back and listen to our... Apologies, apologies to Andy. He could not be here tonight, yes. but the uh, the requirement that we get an episode out uh, trumped the... Re- re- but he'll be on to share his thoughts about it in the future. Yeah. I, I know have, he was quite um, fond. I have a lot of time, a trouble getting episodes of my podcast out on time. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's highly related. It's hard. Life uh, happens. You get you, other. It drops to the bottom of your priorities list when real life happens. Mm-hmm. Well, and I will I will point our listeners to Cinadelphia.com. Yeah. Andy covered 2049 for us and put out a really thorough and uh, apparently at the screenings of this, they had like a, a front loading card from the producers that said, hey, don't really like review it, but say nothing. Yeah. And that was a uh, there was a fair amount of film Twitter pushback because that's what film yeah. Twitter does. Yes. Yeah, they the push back against yeah. everything. Um but uh, I think a lot of writers were able to pull off what they requested, and I think Andy did it better than anybody. So yeah. highly recommend reading that as a companion piece to our episode. That's pretty awesome. I actually would like to read that. I haven't checked that out yet. Mm. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess I'll just start by saying... So, Jacob, I know you saw this like three yeah, times. Yeah, I've seen this three times. One last night with my brand new movie pass card. Ooh. Do you guys want to see it? Yes. 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 Uh, so I. It came yesterday, finally. Ooh. It's like a beautiful credit card. Yeah, uh, nice. I had no problems with it at all. Nice. Ticket that you would have cost thirteen fifty something cost me ten bucks, and nice. it will continue to cost me only ten bucks. 
Um, this was my third time. I saw it at our, the theater in South Philly on Columbus Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Bad screen. Weird people talking almost the entire time behind me, like an old couple. That I don't know what they thought they were seeing. I don't <laughs> think they enjoyed it. But uh, the, 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 all three times I've seen it, I've really, really enjoyed it. This one the most. It's a lot of stuff to unpack. It's a very confusing movie. <laughs> Even for <laughs> someone that gets the plot, I'm very confused. I think by it's a, lot a very of it. dense movie. Very but dense. that's what's so... I, what impressed me so much about 2049 is just that I think it's the rare sequel that is miles ahead of yeah, its Yeah, I like it way better than the first and one. And I've really yeah. grown to love the first one. Yeah. But right. I think that not only is it better than the first one, but it makes the first one better. For sure. Uh, watching yeah, yeah. the first one with the context of, of what the world is going to become and what certain actions characters do, the repercussions that they have yeah. uh, as they, uh, what's the word, you know, as the butterfly effect happens yes. down the line of yeah. this plot is, it's just phenomenal. It w- I was very impressed with the way it carried over details from the first mm-hmm. one and used them in both significant and insignificant ways to its benefit to try and just build the world out, but also... You it know, was a great way to like get around fan service. Yeah. Because fan service is, is required in mm-hmm. all long-dormant properties. Um, you can't not have it. But there's such a fine line where you can like over quirk it, yeah, and it becomes you know it just becomes too much, yeah. And they they earned every ounce of it. Jacob, your phone's making a weird buzz oh, in I, my I microphone. Here, bud. I have my Blade Runner notes on here. Uh, <laughs> so okay. Are you guys coy about whether or not you liked it? Do you save off like a rating or review? Oh no, end? we we okay. spoiled we all, the shit out of we movies. All love it, I, think, I really right? loved it. I gave sure. it a perfect score. I gave on it a five. Yeah, so it's I, yeah, you know, so we're all on the same. Yeah, I'm really excited for the Last Jedi. a bunch of movies at the end of the year, but I'm pretty sure this will be my number one favorite film of the year. Yeah. yeah, what else? Atomic Blonde's up there. But yeah, I, I'm, not a whole lot. Else I, I don't know. Me. Baby Driver still holds a, a special place in my little heart. I see. I'm and, very um, tight with Okja, and I gotta say, I was just <laughs> hey, we saw Okja together. It was yes, great. we did. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. Yeah, I was, and actually, we saw Atomic Blonde together without you realizing it. Oh, were because you there? I tr- I was chasing you as you were on your bike on the <laughs> I way can't out, it. and I was like, I know I'm you. So sorry. I, <laughs> I would have loved. It. I love that movie so much. He I loves feel like because I got to see it early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know the the hype machine worked. On I me. got the last seat that night. It was, it was packed. crazy packed. It was really packed. I, I showed like up late because I had to run some errands, and I got there, and they cut the line off at me. Yeah, I was really <laughs> afraid <laughs> I wouldn't get in. Yes. I fucking love that movie. So <laughs> it was harmed by the fact that I was watching it at this angle, where I had to look <laughs> yeah, over my right same. shoulder. Um, I liked the movie quite a bit. I wasn't, you know, floored by. I it. I like but, it better yeah. than everybody else. So it's yeah. me. It's, <laughs> it's not a bad movie. It's totally yeah, worth looking it's, at. That's my fault. I still think there's a very real chance, though, that that Dunkirk might like take it. I was floored by that movie. I, I meant Dunkirk to bring you guys Dunkirk shirts, and I forgot. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. What a I have those for some reason. You're such a joyous young man. Oh, they're, man. They're, I want to get them out of my apartment. <laughs> I meant to give them to you like two months ago. <laughs> that said, though, I think that I think. To compare Dunkirk to Blade Runner yeah. 2049, I think they both succeed on the same levels where the story is good, yep. the, you know, the plot is exciting, yep. but it's also just a technical marvel. Yeah, it's a visual yeah, experience. It is a visual one of them is going to win Best Cinematography. Oh, without it's, a doubt. And it better be 2049. I'd Deacons rather it be Deacons. Like, tonight. Yes. It's, yeah. If he wins, it'll be like a legacy thing like yeah. for all the stuff he didn't win for. Mm-hmm. Skyfall, No Country for Old Men. But he, this should be his year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Dunkirk has fucking cameras flying around in airplanes. Like you know, they crash cameras into the ocean. Oh yeah, <laughs> but that, that, that's certainly worth a worth an award or two. But twenty forty nine, you could watch it on mute, and it'd be mm-hmm. great. Oh yeah, oh, it's beautiful, and yeah. even just like. You know, when it comes down to like the shot composition, but even just the lighting of it yeah. Yeah, the seems impossible moves, to like me. Like when they're walking through um, mm-hmm. Jared Leto's 
headquarters. Oh, and that's there's so all these cool with the water reflection. With yeah, it, amazing. Have you guys feels like it. there's nobody on that set because there's no way that you could shoot that without a person's presence right. interfering with it. Yeah. And it, it, it's insane. Have you guys seen that picture that's floating around Twitter? Oh, of, where it's lit at the yeah, top? Yeah, it's the shot of Gosling oh, sure. walking yeah. between the two statues in Vegas. And it so it's that really orange shot. Uh, it, there's a picture on Twitter of sort of a wider shot of that so you can see how it's lit and stuff. Wow. And all it is is these like, these kind of like beautiful, just like orange lamps, tons of them like hanging over the set. Awesome. Oh, it's, it's like really, amazing. if that it's was so in the simple. movie, if that shot was yeah. in the movie, it would be just as insane yeah. as oh, it yeah. is. I just like love a... that that's such a simple way yeah. to get that look. You know, it's like they went for something so. It's just old school, basically, to get mm-hmm. that those colors and that light. When we talk about it all the time. This is a movie that is made heavily in pre-production. Yes. So many For movies sure. go into... And that's something that I think can be attributed to something like a Dunkirk as yeah. well. And even a Baby Driver. Totally. Um, Baby Driver has all these bells and whistles that are pasted on afterwards. But none of that works if they're not filming a car zipping right. through traffic. Right. And... Um, yeah, I think a lot of this is in in pre production. It all feels real, and yeah. even uh, a lot of crazy sets. Like in mm-hmm. Blade Runner, there's that that set where he's walking through the sort of statue graveyard. They, yeah, they built some of that to a certain extent. You know, they got to have some some of the statues and just the lighting. This uh, the set where there's like a big sea wall. Like yeah. A, Ocean wall that's seemingly keeping like oh, the that's Pacific final out. like throwdown scene. Fucking insane. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I feel like they went to a planet where that existed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just filmed set, it there as a set piece, like a big takeaway that's going to be up on YouTube after the movie's mm-hmm. out as a singular scene. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, I so I actually am interested in talking about that finale, I, which is actually a fine enough place to start because I don't know if there's any like point A or point B in this movie. It's you hard. Know? It's hard uh, to get around. Yeah. I so that final set piece I thought was kind of. Inc- kind of incredible but it also like almost lost me it almost like was too long or, or something I totally see what you mean well, uh, do we think this movie is too long <laughs> well I don't actually I did yeah. not feel the length of it this earned its length yeah and and it was one of those two where I think it was because the world was so engrossing that even though it was kind of a slow brooding thing I and, and it's weird to say but I enjoyed being there yeah I know that was uh, when Avatar came out that was a big thing that like there was people that had this weird people cried as reaction they where the they were like yeah. I, I can't be on Pandora <laughs> That's a real thing, though. And but what's weird is that that always blew my mind because like I like Avatar well enough. It's yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing that rubs me the wrong way about Avatar is I find its design disengaging on just about every level. Oh, really? It doesn't yeah. interest. Like no, I when I look at a Star Wars, yeah. that engages me. Yeah. Even the worst Star Wars, like there's something about it that that Naboo just works. looks beautiful. Avatar it looks, looks cool. like a, a weird, it looked a weird, weird living planet. Yeah, it I just agree. It, it didn't. There was nothing about that that I went, oh, cool, I want to go there. Yeah. Which is weird because Blade Runner 2049, Not a fun ostensibly, place I don't want yeah. to go right. there, yeah. but, but it looks, I very much enjoyed being in that environment. Totally. You know, it, it was, I think it speaks to the fact that it is a real environment. Yeah. They created a real environment, whereas Pandora, like, there's there's a few points where you're looking at it and you go, oh, I'm not actually looking at anything. None of this is here. Yeah. I don't think it's too long. I do think for some people it's absolutely too long. Yeah. And that... Um, yeah, it earns its length for sure. I'm all in for the entire running time, but I've seen it three times. I will not see it again in theaters because it's like a five-hour affair yeah. to drive <laughs> yeah. somewhere and see it. Yeah, um, if if it was going to be cut, get rid of those Jared Leto scenes, I'm yeah. kind of thinking. Yeah. He doesn't... I don't know how much he contributes to the story. 
I have some thoughts He's on his like character that scenes. I've written down. It's, it's interesting, but the more I think I've it's seen tough because it, people like, just don't like Jared Leto. Yeah, that's definitely that. a part of my personal bias. <laughs> yeah. I do not like him. He's fine in, in Blade Runner, but I, I, if I were going to cut anything to get it down to like two thirty, it yeah. could go. That's getting cut. Yeah, but I do get that it. sweet scene with Rachel though. I know. I really great. think that scene in the finale with the, when Harrison Ford finally gets to meet him is is so worth that character being mm-hmm. in the movie. So I thought he did a great job in it. I I am not. I don't really have any sort of. I don't have any sort of passion for against Jared Leto. Yeah. I actually think that when he's good, he's really good. No, he's good at yeah. this. And I when can, he's yeah. bad, he's really bad. I'm sure he's probably a tool, but I, I'm a tool. So yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's whatever for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could give a shit. Um, but it, I saw it with uh, Ryan and Jill. Shout yeah. out to, to Shame Files. Yes. And after it ended, that was the first thing Ryan said. He was like, I just want to watch Jared Leto eat a, like a hot turd with a fork. <laughs> it's like, that is amazing. Yeah. If he tried to do any Suicide Squad shit to Harrison Ford, he'd be like, boy, just <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Get off my plate. <laughs> he wouldn't tolerate that shit. Yeah. What is this? Is this Joker? Uh, he, was, he was fine in it, but yeah. What, it, are, you, what are you, like a, a clown? Yeah. <laughs> what, is it funny, like a clown? <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford's fantastic, and I love his weird gravelly voice. Oh, he's I think so he's good. great in he, this. Movie. Two I, movies back to back. This and uh, episode seven, was it? Seven? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where he had every right and every opportunity to just mail it in. Yeah. People say he, he does came. still, though. Like, he that's, showed up. That, uh, oh, he was in. That accusation is thrown at The Force Awakens that Harrison Ford looks like he doesn't want to be there. Nah, I well, think he's good. I throw he's a great my time. asshole yeah. at those people and <laughs> yeah. say, kiss it. I think he's like. Uh, he brought it. He buys into the grumpy old man narrative. Yeah, like when he's on talk shows and doing press, he, he loves life, yeah. <laughs> I think, as yeah. long as people don't bother him. Yeah. You've seen Bruno. Know, right? Yeah, yeah. You know that Great. part where they say they have an interview with Harrison Ford and he just whizzes by and <laughs> like, fuck off. I've seen, it, I've seen it like once, but it was the most fun I've ever had in a movie if you, theater. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch that, that's actually a commentary track that I recommend above oh, all probably others, great, I'm sure. Because they give they give you the how of how yeah. they do it, but they also will pause the movies so that they can parse <laughs> certain things out. But there's one thing about that movie. There is one person in that movie who's in on the joke. Yeah. And it's Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. That's uh, fucking awesome. He yeah. wrote that bit. Oh, wow. He ran into it and was yeah. like, I love Bruno. Can we do this? So everyone <laughs> left that thinking, man, Harrison Ford's a curmudgeonly yeah. fuck. And really, it was him just being like, I'm pretty good at this curmudgeonly fuck. <laughs> Look, I'm all in for Indiana Jones 5 after oh, him yeah. reprising Deckard and Han yeah. Solo. <laughs> yeah. I want to see him fucking hit a home run with Indiana Jones 5. If yeah. they can make a way to kill Indiana Jones and make it like awesome the way that they kill yeah. Han Solo, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm in. Yeah. Go out literally saving the world from like an alien and invasion. Brian actually pointed this Maybe out not too. You know who should? Uh, and I, I love Shu Labu. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I actually think he's phenomenal, and I thought he was. He did as good a job as one could expect in Crystal Skull. Yeah, but he should have been played by Gosling. Oh yeah, Ryan pointed that out. He's agree. right. The whole yeah. time that they're teasing that, and we are going to spoil, so everyone mm-hmm. just deal. Um, the whole time that they're teasing that he might be the physical child of yes. Harrison Ford, I buy it because they're kind of doing the same thing. Like yeah. they, they look genetically tied. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Well, he, you know, Gosling also has that thing that I think Harrison, like Harrison Ford's this weird guy where, you know, because of Indiana Jones and because of Han Solo, we think of him as this charismatic action hero. Mm. But that's actually like very little of what he's done in his career. Oh, you know he could what be I mean? morose like, as fuck. Yeah, well, most of his, you ever see Witness? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Most of his career is is him almost like underplaying Man, things. A few words stuff. Yeah, yeah. and I think Gosling, and Gosling really is that guy. Yeah. Like oh, that's mostly what he's they known both for. can do. Lovable scamp. Yeah, as well as they can do. You know, not lovable scamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Between this and Drive. 
Ryan Gosling is one of my favorite actors. He's given two performances where he's wooden as fuck, and it helps the character. Like if some yeah. if some other actor did it, it might be like this guy forgot to act on these <laughs> yeah. shots. But he's so underplayed, and when he is emotional in twenty forty nine, it's amazing because like, yes, uh, the scene where he kind of screams and reacts, yes. it's like the first display of emotion we've seen from him. Yeah, he's so good. Do either of you listen to his band, Ryan Gosling's band? Uh, <laughs> uh, continue to plan my evening. Uh, he made one album called Dead Man's Bones. It's like a spooky Halloween album with the children's choir singing about ghosts and skeletons under your feet. I love it. It's really great. Every October, I remember. Not it's to be wonderful. confused with Move Your Dead Bones, yeah, the yeah. reanimator. Move song. Your Dead Bones. But he's, bones. he's just a tar- he's a What's talented artist. Band? Dead Man's Bones. He's a talented artist. I love him. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy that it's a match made in heaven that he's in Blade Runner. I just followed him on Spotify. You guys. <laughs> so good. They haven't. They only made the one. He's done now. Yeah. You know. But the when La La Land came out, when La La Land came out, it was like, yeah, this guy's an amazing musician. Yeah. It makes sense. He's so incredible. Yeah. I, I, whatever he does after this, like he's solidified his spot as my one I mean, of my favorite when actors. You, when you emerge from, uh, I mean, I think. The same way that when people come out of SNL, you're like, okay, there's a certain level of quality. <laughs> I think trumping SNL is the the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> yeah. Has the Mickey Mouse Club not pro- like has they produced anything less than no, Gods all and Goddesses? Yeah, all, <laughs> hits. Yeah. all hits. Yeah. They've got Timberlake. <laughs> yeah. They've got Aguilera. Uh-huh. They've got Goo Goo Gosling. Like uh-huh. the the hit parade don't stop. <laughs> it is. Kids Incorporated has Jennifer Love Hewitt, and that's it. <laughs> Fuck off, Kids Incorporated. I forgot she it was on is, that. Oh yeah, it is all day Mickey Mouse Club. Goo Goo Goss, bringing it. Producing <sighs> star kids at a young age. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, the groundlings? Yeah, you know what? Eat shit. <laughs> Kick rocks and suck cocks, groundlings, because Mickey Mouse Club gave us Gosling. <laughs> uh, I, I really don't know where to start talking about this I movie. I don't either. Yeah. I, like, well, let's talk about how we'll tie it into our list. Yeah. Uh, okay. Later, we are going to be doing a list about movies that didn't really resonate at first and yeah. then grew better with time. Yes. And Blade Runner is one of those movies. 100%. And so a lot of the baggage that comes into Blade Runner 2049 comes from the fact that Blade Runner is iconic uh-huh. and nobody is going to dispute that. Right. It's classic. Nobody's going to dispute that. Is it good? A lot of people are going to dispute that. Yeah. There's also how many versions? 60, 70 that's, versions that's of it? That's a big part of the is a good debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And each yeah. version is so distinctly different. It's like the Dark City cuts. Totally. Where it's like that is two distinctly the different movies way, just because of the way I they're found, shuffled. The way, the way I really came around to liking it is watching the final cut and the original theatrical one. Because yeah. then you get uh, two sides of the same coin, kind of. You kind of like the, the final cut, it's hard to really get engaged with it, I find, mm-hmm. if you watch it for the first time. Yeah. Well, and it exists yeah. in its own shadow. Yeah. That's yeah. like the last one where after four or five other cuts, they're like, now we have access to everything and the yeah. Ridley Scott stamp of approval. Balls to the wall, go go go! Yeah. and so I totally respect the first one. I think twenty forty nine is a way better movie exactly. in every way. Yeah. Well, and that's when we talk about, uh, like, when we talked about it, yep. and how that had to serve fifty masters. Yep. Uh, Blade yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine had to serve five hundred. Yeah, and and just I like, think it did. The only problem is the the five hundred. Like, there's only five hundred masters. You know? Yeah, like the, yeah. It turns out the audience is a little bit smaller because it's a tall order to say. Come see this beefy movie that is almost three hours long. Um, oh, you really want to pay for the IMAX? Yeah, you know. And yeah, it, I don't think it's bombed. To people it's that, not doing great. Yeah, it's it's not doing. It, it's gonna find a home the yeah. same yeah, way. It's, for sure. it's having the same reception it's the as Blade same Runner did. As the yeah. original but one. I think a lot of people will go into this with the same mentality that I went into the original Blade Runner. I thought. 
Harrison Ford space movie, Blade Runner. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, I had no idea what it was about when I first saw it. Yeah. And so you go in with that baggage. And so this one, people think, oh, they're rebooting something. It's going to be like a Star Wars. Yeah. And so I think it can suffer from that same totally. thing. I think it takes pains not to and successfully does so, especially leaning into the aesthetic that Villeneuve, that Penis Villanova puts together, <laughs> that De- Denis Villeneuve puts together. Because um, it's very much, uh, it, it's very much of that same kind of gray is not the right word but right. that gray brooding feeling of yeah. arrival is here which is yeah. part this of why I think he was chosen in a year of arrival that's, yeah. that's crazy. where I think we should start is that Denis Villeneuve is now one of my favorite working directors <laughs> I fucking love everything he's done I haven't seen a lot of his earlier stuff admittedly and I've I, not seen Incendies yeah I haven't seen that's that I haven't seen right. Enemy I'd probably like it. You would love it. Enemy's love it. really cool, man. Passengers like kind of threw me for a loop. Passengers, kind of, prisoners. Mean, prisoners. Prisoners. I, I apologize. Passengers is the terrible Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt movie. That's correct. Mm. Prisoners fuck me up. Grim uh, movie. I, that's one of the read that thing that I wrote this week about scenes that I didn't haunt see it. me. I, I'm sorry. Uh, well, Prisoners was a tough cut. Sure, I'm sure. Because there's a few there's things a couple that got things me. In yeah. It. yeah, but but that, uh, Sicario is fantastic. I want him to direct a James Bond based off oh, how good should. Sicario is. That would be cool. It's the run of Sicario Arrival Blade Runner is unparalleled. Absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. It, yeah. He's killing it. He's, I mean, well, one of the things that I think is interesting about this too is like, I was really afraid that they were going to blockbuster it up. Yeah. That as a 30 years later sequel in the context of how we make these big movies now, that it was, and the trailer sort of go, kind of takes a piece of a every action of sequence scenes. and oh, puts yeah. it in there. Imagine if there were that many like fight scenes and if it was a big kinetic action movie. I know. Yeah, it wouldn't be It just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. And so I was like really impressed that they were at a three-hour runtime, so restrained the entire mm. time. Oh, it's so committed to without to it doing ever the being Blade unexciting. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's so ex- way more exciting, I think, than the original Blade Runner sure. without having to tip into the sort of modern tendency to just like do big action all the yeah. time. Oh, it feels very much like a Blade Runner movie. Yeah. It also feels very much like a Denis Villeneuve movie. Yes, it is. Um, it, th- I think that's what impresses me most is that it. It doesn't feel like a director being hampered by having to marry himself to a style. Right. It feels very much the Match way that Arrival did. It's yeah. Exactly. It's it's like the perfect uh, director uh, material. Uh, material kind of thing. But it is still very much Blade Runner. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know how... I you, I <laughs> you know, have like, to imagine, and it, it you know it just m- breaks my heart that there's just not more studios looking for these kinds of directors. But I have to imagine that that is one of those perfect marriages where a studio went, "Hey, we're gonna make a Blade Runner sequel. Like that's happening no matter what." And they found a director that was like, "Well, there's something in that that actually speaks to me. Mm-hmm. So I'll still get to make my movie." While making your movie yeah. that oh, yeah. you want That's made, ideally the way it always works, yeah. but so rarely so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's one of the best directors working. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm is he the one him. that's attached to Dune? Yes. Yeah. I, oh, yes. wow. I, like, and I, I've only seen Lynch's Dune. Yeah. I've seen like a handful of like stuff from the TV. Oh, know, that sci-fi that series. Done. Yeah. Um, and I've seen the Jodorowsky's Dune mm-hmm. movie, and. I think that Villeneuve is perfect for that. Yeah, I don't you know, think from what it's I understand at risk of it. not happening because of the box office. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's 
it's a, it, they're still going to make it because they know at it'll the be same good. time yeah. I I don't want it because I'd rather Villeneuve do something original. Yeah, well, I'd yeah, rather sure. see whatever him he get wants a to do. I, well, I would love him to do it like a Star Wars, but I also totally admit that whatever he's interested in is probably a lot more. Oh yeah, I do should... like your call on a Bond thing though. Oh he, yeah, dude, really great good for that. The way yeah. guns sound in Sicario mm-hmm. and like the way people look when they're like loading up and putting armor on. But come on, he's just so <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't think. Um, this is for everyone just because it's very slow paced and yeah. it's a lot of movie. Yeah. But it's it's just incredible directing and, and set pieces, like I said, all the visuals and set pieces. Well, the the music in this is all uh, it's a bunch of people working great, but it's all Denis Villeneuve also being a perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, one of the things for me was uh, like, so I took my parents and they had never seen Blade Runner, so they had very Insane. little context. Big, big for mistake. Because this. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is a movie that I, I think could be watched alone. Yeah. Without without the Agreed. information from the first one, but it benefits but so much really from it. Hurting yeah. it with that, like when you've seen the first one recent enough to be able to contextualize it, it adds so much. It, it really does. Really does. Well, one of the things that I realized though is because, like, I about ten minutes in, I was like, I immediately started fearing that my parents would be like really lost by it. Mm. And I think one of the things that is a success about this movie is that. I actually was feeling lost at various points in the movie too. I was too. It's a movie that is intentionally withholding things from you, mm-hmm. but it does always catch up with itself. Yes. Like absolutely. even as I talked to my parents afterwards, they weren't too keen on it necessarily, but they weren't confused by it necessarily either. Like they felt confused in the moment a lot, but always pulled through because mm-hmm. the movie does eventually thread its needle when they pretty first perfectly. like started suggesting that there might have been a well it's up in the air whether it was a replicant, replicant child or right. a replicant human child. Yeah, that's the know. most intriguing aspect oh, of this so, entire movie for me. Yeah. Is that <laughs> it wasn't until they were well into that plot point yeah. that it even occurred to me that that's what they were suggesting happened. Right. Yeah. Everyone yeah. kept saying, like, right at the beginning, one of the first lines is uh, uh, Drax. Bautista. Saying, Bautista, that's it, saying, you know, you've never seen a miracle yeah. before. Yeah, I just have and that here. you don't know what he's referring to. And you see... you. Th- Throughout it, people keep referring to this miracle, and it isn't until, you know, that uh, uh, K yeah. starts to think that maybe he's this child yeah. that we even get the concept that there's a child being suggested like that. Yeah. And so for a while, yeah, you feel like, what are they talking about? I did I miss something? Right. And then later you find, oh no, I didn't. I just right. wasn't privy to that yet. That's yeah, exactly. Very smart scripting. Can I say one thing real quick? Yeah. It's in my notes. It's not like a hard to grasp interpretation. I think the movie shows a little flashback of him saying, you've, of Dave Bautista saying, you've never seen a miracle near yeah. the very end. Mm-hmm. So the whole movie is about him seeing a miracle and yeah. <laughs> coming to believe that he's like, uh, even if he's he knows he's a replicant, but it's him coming to like gaining his sense of humanity. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He sees a miracle. Uh, he says to. To Robin Wright, who's uh-huh. great in this, she's she says, great like, I don't want to kill anything with a soul, right? And she's just like, not having one hasn't stopped you yet, right. so right. it's kind of this guy finding a soul, yeah. It's kind of him realizing he's not as important as he thinks he is, right? And that he's but then creating his own importance, yes, and giving yeah. his uh, the most human thing you can do is die for a cause you believe in. Yeah. Great line, great, just sci fi sentiment makes yep. me uh, pulls on my heartstrings. This whole movie is about him finding a miracle. Finding something to believe in. Yeah. It's, it, as a story arc, it's fucking astounding. <laughs> it mirrors the story arc of Roy Batty in the yes, first one. Yes, yeah, very much because so. Because he yes. is a replicant who's suddenly starting to realize that he he, he might could feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And at least in the sense that when he sees that his end is coming, I mean, 
there's the philosophical concept that what gives life meaning is the fact that it is impermanent. Right. And so when he reaches that and suddenly starts to feel dread and regret, mm-hmm. um, his is a little more ego because he starts to say, like, I've seen all of these things and they're lost with me. Yeah. Right. But at, at the same time, it's him going, oh, there's there's actually value to existence that I've lost. And the argument is, is that sentience to, you, right. to crave more existence? And... You know, I, I I would say yes. Yeah, I think so. and so he's yeah, yeah. going through that that same thing where it's, you know, he he's growing feelings towards his his girlfriend projection. Yeah, he's growing feelings towards the idea like his ultimate arc is when he realizes that he's not special. Mm-hmm. The fact that he yeah. can have that realization and feel regret towards the fact and a sense of loss that he isn't special right. is precisely what defines special yeah yeah and so we're, we're seeing the roy batty arc stretched out well, but with an indefinite lifetime and, and i think what is really interesting about that that special concept that it, that i really think is like one of the things that spoke to me most about this movie is that being like at the heart of this movie there's things going on well beyond that but that was one of the things that really spoke to me was that arc of him thinking oh i am special and then wanting to be special and then finding out he's not What's really interesting about that... And still could be. And still could be. What's really interesting about that, though, is the original Blade Runner is very much a noir, right? Mm. It's not a hero's journey. Deckard is not a hero in that movie. He's not going on a hero's journey. He is going on the classic detective journey where he's basically just fumbling around and getting the shit beat out of him and Mm. accidentally solves the case at the end. That's the classic like noir thing. Whereas Kay's journey is a hero's journey, only to find out He's not the fucking hero. Mm-hmm. And what I think is interesting about that is if you're going to make a sequel to Blade Runner, which is a movie that, as we've talked about, was kind of underappreciated in its time, still today when people see it, they find it maybe a little boring or not that engaging. What do we love? Categorically, unquestionably, the one story that everybody loves broadly is the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. We are in a glut of superhero sure. movies. Yeah, yeah. We get Star Wars every year now. The hero's journey is the thing that we connect with the most, it seems, especially well, even in- Kay himself. When he has, when he's starts to suspect like, oh, I'm the chosen one, right. he starts to really lean into this hero's yes. journey, only to find that like he he might not be the chosen one. Right. I mean, they say that he's not, but I think it could be argued yes. that it yeah. could also be a ruse. We really got to get into the, the fact that yeah, he makes the, the choice the then to yeah. act heroically. Yes, is a For subversion sure. and a a like a beautiful recontextual recontextualization of what the hero's journey is. Yeah. And I just think that's such that's a brilliant beautiful. move from a storytelling standpoint. Like, mm-hmm. again, like trying to make a sequel to that movie 30 years later in the glut of superhero movies we're in, make it a hero's journey. Yeah, like, change that by aspect of it. The, the original Blade Runner screenwriter yes. wrote this, plus the guy, that Michael Green, who uh, wrote Alien Covenant, a bunch of other recent stuff. Oh, interesting. I read an article about him and how, like, uh, he's a really cool guy, really good writer. But the script is... I, I want to know how long they worked on it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, whose ideas are, how long have these ideas existed? If there's going to be a sequel to Blade Runner, this is it. Yeah. Um, one thing with Blade Runner, I always kind of thought they were cyborgs. Before I watched it, I had the idea that he's chasing like robot people. Yeah. They're just people. They're just, they were grown. You know, there's no metal inside them. Right, <laughs> they right, might right, have true. like a, a number on their eyeball. I never even really thought about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. The whole concept of this movie being like a thing that's born might have, like, it, does it have a soul? Right. It, there's so many. It, if Philip K. Dick, I guess it goes back to how good of a writer he was because yeah. he didn't write, you know, I Robot. He wrote, <laughs> he wrote Blade Runner. Yeah. He wrote something completely different and elevated. There, there's just such a distinction between I Robot robots, yeah, who are acting like people, and then just like a replicant that, <laughs> that yeah. could become yeah, more human. Yeah. A clone, yeah, yeah. It's insanity. It's a lot of stuff to think about. Well, and it, you know, the the story it's based on. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Like that 
title is pretty much what's at the heart of both of these movies, which is like, what is the actual difference between them? Yeah. If they need yeah. to count sheep to go to sleep, so what if those sheep are slightly different because they have a different context Dave for it? Batista's like, in this movie for like 10 minutes, but one thing he says is that he's pretty, he's like content, he's happy. He's yeah. basically like, uh, the older models are content to, to shovel shit, I think is what he says. Yeah, yeah. But he's, it's basically like a, a protein farmer. creative <laughs> thing being like, I'm happy here, just let me do what I want, I'm not going to kill anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to farm my little shrimp things. I just want yeah. to exist in peace. Yeah. Dave Batista's so good in that he's little role. Really good he was movie. great. It's as amazing James Bond. that we live in a world that when he shows up in a trailer, people are excited. I go, oh yes, yeah. he's and gonna I, be like. I know he's gonna be good. He's gonna follow the Rock's career trajectory. Like he's getting star vehicles pitched at him every day. I see, bet. I think his, <laughs> his Rock traje- trajectory, though, I, I see. I think it's gonna go the other way. I think that his. His trajectory is going to be one of oh he's going to be like an acclaimed actor yeah you know? yes. like it's, it's going to yeah. be one where we go oh he's actually really good and The Rock um, being a wrestler we can't expect him to live past sixty but if yeah. he does he has the capability of, of doing that same level of gravita but you know The Rock looks more hunky whereas Batista looks like he's been set on fire before and managed you know what I'm saying like he, yeah. he looks like he and you know it goes to show he. He fought people. Yeah. Rock pretended to fight people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they both pretend to fight people and they're the best. Yeah. But yeah, I he's super good. I kind of wish he was good. in it more. Mm. Um all, I yeah, all, all the trailers you don't know who is going to be in in what capacity. I thought Robin yeah. Wright would have a bigger role. She's great. I don't see Harrison she Ford was going to have a bigger thought, role. And that's one thing if yeah. you're a huge fan of the original Blade Runner, I can see you seeing this and being like, "Yeah, I wish Deckard had more screen time." Right. He's one of my if if he's your favorite character of all time. Yeah. Either of you watched the new Twin Peaks? Oh I yeah, I, I've watched the whole thing without I spoilers. Loved it. Yeah. I liked it. Parts mm. of it I strongly disliked. <laughs> like, oh, really, like really turned me off. But I feel like one thing is that you. I know someone whose favorite character of all time is uh, is what's his name, Gordon Cole. Oh, Gordon yeah. Cole. So you just want to spend time with that person again <laughs> yeah. and like see what they're up I to. Feel so, I love hanging out with Dale Cooper, even when he's Dougie Jones. Sure. Yeah. It's I a complicated it. scenario for Twin Peaks, but yeah. I, get, I, I can totally see wanting to see this movie and be like, I want to see what Deckard's been up to. Yeah. <laughs> and you get a satisfying conclusion yeah. to that, but it's very drawn out and built up to. I actually wish we didn't know he was in it, because I think it would have yeah. been that really been crazy. fun yeah. to get there. That would have been and, pretty and crazy. Well, while we're talking about Deckard, one of the things that I love they did with this character is he finally got a dog. Yeah, I love the dog um, so much. He well, asks what's if so it's cool real about or not. It is, well, that line, when they Beautiful. do the yeah. AFI best lines of all time, uh, why, I don't know, yeah. why don't you ask, ask him? him. Yeah. That's going to be on Also, yeah. the first line he says in the movie, what is it? Oh, uh... Is it a quote from Treasure Island? Something like, do you got any cheese, mate? Or something it's like, like that? It's like, wouldn't happen to have yeah, a piece of cheese, cheese on your friend. Yeah, yeah. And then he says he has dreams about cheese and toast. It's clearly like a... Reference to do Android stream of electricity, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. right? I think they're also <laughs> calling attention to the fact that he's living in the Treasure Island casino. In yeah. Vegas. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I, I think it might be a quote from the Treasure Island. Oh, book I think too. it's, I'm yeah, not sure. I think it's a, yeah. a bunch of things. Uh, um, all the scenes in his weird hotel. Dude. That well, apartment are amazing. That Vegas fist <laughs> yeah. fight. Is oh, it's so one cool. of the most. What I want to say though about the dog. Yeah, is that sorry. He was in the first movie. He's all always about the animals. Yes. Is that real? Right. What do you think? Yeah. Is it like he's always asking, is that real? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, look at that. They, the scale. He chases yeah. that scale yeah. because it's a, a fake snake. Right. And so 
every piece of food that you eat that is meat-based, every animal that you run into, the question is, is it real? Yeah. And we've reached a point where he's got a dog, and honestly, he could give a fuck if For it's sure. real. I yeah. love, it's and such that's a good so screenwriting cool. bit to just give but him a got his black dog. furry dog. He feeds yeah. it booze. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. he, that's all he wants. One of my I favorite movie dogs probably going forward. What oh, a good yeah. boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we say some other things about actors in this in small roles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of the Joker's thugs is a, is the yes. forensic. He's like the morgue guy. Did you oh, notice that? He up in Gotham as yes. well quite frequently. Oh, yeah. oh does he? He yeah. gets killed. That, Love kills him. That guy's him. in quite a few things, yeah, actually. He's yeah. like a crazy Joker thug in Dark Knight. Um, oh yes, yeah, yep. I Avon love that guy. Barksdale yeah. from The Wire. Yes. I do not know the yes. actor's name. Oh, I should. I do know his name. He's another detective. He's great. He's really he's good. He's in just one scene, I believe. Yeah, yeah he's in like it. he's in just it for like five scene. minutes. The captain yeah. from Captain Phillips yep, is captain, in one scene. Yep. There's one other guy. Um, oh, Mackenzie Davis from Halt and Catch Fire. She's like kind of the prostitute. I think they're prostitutes. Uh, they come up to him when mm-hmm. he's eating rice, mm-hmm. and her friends are like, "He's a Blade Runner. Don't talk to him." Yeah. She's got a great line where she's like, "So you don't like real girls." But then she's also with the resistance at the end in Vegas. Like I'm pretty sure it's her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, she, yeah, she definitely yeah. does show up. So I was a little confused how she got from point A to point B. I don't care because she's. I'm watching Halt and Catch Fire right now, and she's incredible in it. I don't yeah. know. Halt and I don't know her. It's yeah. it's uh it's like a kind of Mad Men in the early '80s and oh, '90s cool. about computers and internet. I just started it because it just ended. I've heard great things. She's wonderful in it. So. If you if you're very familiar with a great actor and they're in something for like ten minutes and they knock it out of the park and then they're gone, it's like fuck yeah, you just added a real ten star to your film to your IMDb page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> star, I love it. She's collecting points. Yeah, a lot, a lot of great actors in tiny roles. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I mean it, this uh, this movie is populated with just like great character, character performers, actors, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, even I don't know who the actress is, but the child. Um, oh, she's really oh, doesn't get yeah. to leave the room. Yeah. Right, um, has two scenes. Yep. Uh, one of them being the final scene, yep. which will just rip your heart yeah, out. Yeah, stomp on beautiful it. Beautiful and emotional. So yep. good. <laughs> she was great. And Ford is really good in that too. Yeah. I mean, the amount oh, of the, emotion the the movie ends on yes. his face. Yeah, yeah. It, it it I was really happy that it ends with him looking. He's come to this long journey. <laughs> he's content. Maybe we kind of hard to get inside that character's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the last shot, the last scene are just well. Beautiful. He gets affirmation there. By seeing her and having that bond of, oh, this is my child. Yes. He has a moment where whatever his actual nature is, like, you see your ch- Like, that's proof positive that you're real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah. you are real. You created yeah. life. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the line. Robots all the can build robots, but you you fucked a baby <laughs> in the world. You know, like <laughs> well, you that, know what? That's, that's, there's a better way to say that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I know. I think that's baby, the best he, way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you just made me realize too, though. That's like a very good parallel to Kay's journey too, because his whole thing by the end is he basically makes himself real. Yeah. All he wants is he to, wants be to be real. real and he makes himself real by mattering, right? His, like he um, matters over the he course affected of this. the world. Exactly. He's yeah. not just a Even drone. Even if not that's everybody else remembers him, Deckard will remember what he did for him. That makes him real. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. They do yeah, the. Yeah. Someone pointed this out on Reddit, and I stole it for the article that I wrote. Oh was yeah. That they well <laughs> when he does the uh, well because you know it's just a it was the feed that yeah. it was chasing. Hey, it happens. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I wouldn't say ch- uh, came to a similar conclusion and <laughs> borrowed it. There you go. But uh, Roy Batty does his big Tears, tears in the Rain, rain. Uh-huh. Yeah. and it ends with him in the rain. We're unable to see whether he has tears or not. Yep. And they do, I forget what the line is, but in this one they talk about uh, um, tears and then joy. Yeah. And, um, oh, it's when they bring out the Rachel thing. He says, well, how about a, how about a little bit of joy now? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll show you joy. And he brings out the, the Rachel robot. And so his arc ends at Tears and Rain, where he has tears and rain. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
uh, Kay's journey ends at joy and snow. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's feeling joy. Tears he's in the, in the rain the snow. is kind of playing. The and we can't down, see his full emotion. Down, yes, they do the. Yeah, they the they do a little bit of the speech. They kind of sample yeah, it, if yeah. I remember correctly. And as he's slowly, and that's why you hire Gosling is—is yeah. is he smirking or is he dead? I right. can't tell. He's yeah. so and pretty. it cuts away before. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. It cuts to look away at. before you do before you see what he's doing, but it's a very distinct moment of he found peace yeah. in the snow, and so tears and rain join snow. Yeah, I heard about parallel. the tears in the rain and how like renowned that was before I even saw the movie. I, mean, oh, yeah. I, I just always had it like built up to me as a famous movie monologue. Mm-hmm. I, I the first Blade Runner is fine. I don't want to relitigate it. It's good. I don't like it as much as some people. <laughs> do but that's the best part of the movie is this this like creature this unreal human being like i've experienced shit that made me feel more yeah it's, i like that part there's the whole question of being real or not uh when his robo girlfriend comes with him she is like so if you get hurt out there you'll die and she's like like a real girl i yeah. love that line there's yeah. lots of real girl references in yeah. this movie let's talk about that real boy yeah it's, yeah, that actress Lars and the real girl. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like there's some through lines that were intentional, <laughs> like in the beginning. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, so I want to talk about is, though, the hologram girl in his apartment. Well, yeah, yeah. With the hologram girl, um, Joy. Her uh, Joy. Yeah, and the other one. Uh, and it's love. funny that yeah. she she wants him to be named Joe, and yeah. he finds out later uh-huh. he's just an average Joe. Yeah, uh, and Joy gets so killed clever. by love. It's and, all. But here's the thing, well though, done. The question <laughs> the question becomes: Her last words are "I love you," and then boom, she dies. Does she love him? Or is she saying what he wants to hear? I have thoughts about this, too. Second question, if what he wants to hear is love, does that does that mean he's capable of feeling? Right. Does that mean his desire for it makes her creation of it real? Right. Like, at what point is it artifice? At what point is it real? Or is and it just, like, a really well-made computer girlfriend? Like, that's the thing. Because <laughs> yeah. well, literally he has that moment at yeah. the end after she dies where the giant hologram yep. of her is an yeah. advertisement that says, uh, it'll do what you want to do. And that was done practically, yeah, too. I know. It's it'll amazing. do what you want to do. <laughs> it'll say what you want to hear. Yep. It's everything you need it to be. The way she and says, so, what a day, huh? Has she grown love? Or is she just a good product yeah, that taps yeah. into his yep. newfound ability to love? Yep. Or is it both fake and it's just a one of those things where they both rub up against each yeah. other until it seems it's a codependency? Well, the, right. The, the best thing be about this movie is that it doesn't sp- uh, spoon feed us answers like exactly. that. It's great to have the ambiguity. But I kind of think it's just like a really good uh, romance oh, simulator because the I want to believe says, that they love each other. I though. do too. They're they're so cute together. They're so cute when together. she's in her when she's in his little ship car. It's like they're going on an adventure together. Oh yeah. But love he says, buys um, the ability to be free. Yeah, <laughs> in to yeah. a degree, you know. Love says before she kills Joy that uh, I hope you're satisfied with our product, which is yeah. a brutal. <laughs> like, yeah. just think of it like smashing your phone before some an Apple rep says that to you. Yeah. it's really effective and crazy. <laughs> Well, um, what I think is interesting, ab- yeah, yeah, for <laughs> <laughs> they take Siri away from you. Yeah, because you know what? I don't, I don't ever use Siri, but I love my phone. Yeah, like for real. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched a documentary about Steve Jobs, and that was the one thing that everybody, like every talking head, hates him. Yeah. but they all get reduced <laughs> to tears because they they all reach the conclusion that nobody else but him could have created sure. this empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but the one thing that they all say, they're like, well. You know, Bill Gates made made computers easy to use, but Steve Jobs made you love them. Yeah, it's like, yeah. that's fucking true. Yeah, <laughs> it's really true. Well, so what I think is interesting about that question with Joy, though, like, is she just producing her programming, mm-hmm. or is she producing real emotions? And then, you know, if Joe or Kay is so interested in in receiving those real emotions, is he having real emotions? The interesting question about that is like, 
any of us could ask that about any of the relationships we've sure. ever had. Yep. Yeah. Like, was that love real? You uh, have to uh, trust it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it, the only way. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just you have to believe that what you're being told is true, and you have to believe that what you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. And I think because she's such like a good fake romantic partner who's supposed to like support and give yep. in to his wants and needs, she, when he when she reads in him that he's like questioning his being in reality, she does too. <laughs> like, yeah. she mm-hmm. starts to kind exactly. of go on that journey with exactly. Him. Yeah, she, it's really she's cool. d- exactly if we were to if we were to say that she is strictly operating on her programming. Yeah. Even that is her just trying to support. There's his some other stuff like that in this. When when uh when he he can like they can't lie, but he right. finds a way to lie. Like to to Robin Wright, he I think it's like when the child he says he killed the child, right? But the child was born and not created, so he can lie about the nature of killing a thing with a soul. I think that's oh, one interpretation. I don't know how accurate I think that the is. The line he says though, I think he says he handled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think he ever actually says that he. Oh right, so he's maybe yeah, lying by omission. I took care of it, I yeah. handled it. Yeah, and which I think is it, there's a, very a lot of um, yeah, very yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of robots kind of working around their programming. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think for yeah. sure. Um, I love everything about the actress that plays uh, Joy. Oh, Hologram she's Girl. phenomenal. The delivery of "What a Day," huh? At the beginning oh, yeah. and end is fucking awesome. I love the way she lights a cigarette. Yeah. When he she makes him dinner. Tell me if I'm wrong about this. So he makes his own dinner, uh-huh. and it sucks. Yeah, it looks like gruel, and then she takes a hologram and oh, puts yeah. it over. <laughs> so like he, he's pretending to eat something way better than what he's eating. Is and, that well? That's correct? also that's I also a so. distillation of what she represents. Yes, is, yes. Well, if you believe this food is is a juicy steak, what else do you need? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the difference? Why isn't it? You yeah, know? I would I would watch a whole movie about them just being a married oh, couple. Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, and and I gotta say that sex scene where she is like. Uh, Putting yeah. herself how, how they do that over <laughs> to other how they do that. I know this I is the future know. for sure. That is one of the most emotional, powerful sex scenes oh, I've yeah. ever yeah. seen. But partially because what is happening conceptually, yeah. But also because how the fuck did they do that? How they I do don't that? Know. The CGI in this movie is minimal but amazing. It's, Just like Arrival, uh, it, it's like. Why doesn't Star Wars look this good? Obviously, because yeah. it's a whole different category. Of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, people, I've seen a lot of people complaining that that scene is rip off of her, and I say fuck that yeah, because even if it's the same her. concept, it is executed in way such better. a wild oh, way yeah. that I just uh, I was so my jaw was like on the floor. Well, for that yeah. scene. what I think different like makes it different from her is that in her in that moment there's a separation. Yeah, where. As the sex scene's happening, he's going, this this isn't real. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's distinctly not real. This girl obviously doesn't want to be here. The, right. This is just, this is all pretend. Whereas in Blade Runner, it actually feels tender. It feels, yeah. Yeah. but it doesn't discount the feelings of this surrogate body. Yes. Who obviously has a stake in this emotionally. Yes. Who, if she is at the end... Um, now she that does I think show about up. it. She says you don't like real girls, do you? So she's a replicant since she's at she's the replicant, replicant. Repli- uprising. Yeah, With, I got to see this movie three more but, times. But that's <laughs> the is, so she obviously knew that yeah, he was knew, of yeah, some yeah. importance yeah. or could be used to some importance. Obviously, I, I think in a in a way was into him, but also I think in a way was just her life wasn't great. Yeah, you right. Know? And so th- there's just a lot going on in that one scene in terms of these three characters yeah. that have desires, none of which may be real. Yeah. Right. But the, the, it's such a really, like, I keep saying it's a perfect script. I think it kind of is close because their relationship is so cute and just not even cute's not not the right word. Emotional and, yeah. and captivating. Yeah, yeah. I was really sad when she died. I know. I was, uh, that, I, she's a hard drive. I also think that's a very powerful moment the fact that they do oh, make yeah. you care about just a piece of plastic getting stomped on. Yeah. You know? 
I um I also like every every movie that's got spaceships flying from place to place. Oh yeah, I like it. So all oh, the yeah. ship car stuff. I like yep. the little. It's very minimalistic. It's not like crazy engine sounds. Nope. It's just like a, but it's yep. perfect. It's it's so cool. Well, and they they did such a good job of you know again creating like a modern movie that takes place thirty years. Yeah, not, they look like cars. You know, like the ships mm-hmm. really do look like evolution of cars. I was gonna fly. say they yeah. like they did a good job of taking the world that's presented in the original Blade Runner and pushing Advancing it forward it. thirty yeah. years without overdoing all the modern stuff that they mm-hmm. could do to make that look better. In reading the Wikipedia description of the original Blade Runner, there was a term that always popped up when they described the design of the world. They said it's a retrofit future. Oh. And I love that. Yeah. And it kept saying that a retrofit future. So I started thinking, what does that mean? And I got to thinking about Looper. Yeah. Remember in Looper yeah, how yeah. all the futuristic cars were just old cars with things attached yeah. to them that made them run differently or run on different fuels yeah. or whatever yeah. they might do? And I love the idea that... Uh, you know, 2049, uh, when did the first Blade Runner take place? 2019. 2019. So what's that? Uh, 30 years of math, 30 years of, well, 30 years of retrofitting technology of, you know, we always talk about like, why are we never going to get an electric car? Because people fucking make (laughs) a hobby out of, well, we've made a hobby out of, out of cars. People like them. Yeah. People like a a gas engine. Yeah. Because it's, and you know, it's, we can sit there and talk about the harms of it, but the only way we'll ever get an electric car is with a hybrid, and we slowly retrofit yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, it's a, uh, you know, we we could we could scrap and rebuild our our infrastructure, and it would be great. But it's just easier to slowly. We do it with policy too. Mm-hmm. Look at the way we set up policy. <laughs> Nobody signs laws. Right. We just executive order each other back and forth until we reach some sort of just shitty compromise. Yeah, and so a retrofit technology. Is exactly that. These cars are are awesome, and they're nowhere near as awesome as the technology suggests they would be. Right. Had we not retrofitted, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like uh, a, that's such a cool very future. similar but very distinct way of the Star. Mm-hmm. Like, the, was it retro future? A retrofit future. Yeah, and Star Wars is distinctly a used future. So, like yes. in Star Wars, all their tech is new and amazing, but also shitty. Like they still mm-hmm. wear big clunky earphones. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But their so, holograms yeah, yeah. are garbage. I like yeah. these, these are two very different schools of sci-fi that bump up against each other. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, Even it, like uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh shit, I lost it. Never mind. Well, there's some interesting <laughs> world building stuff too. One of the things that really struck me is there, and it's just a small line when Kay makes his journey out to that like just that huge fucking dump, that garbage dump. Oh, yeah. They say that that garbage San dump Diego. is San Diego, <laughs> and not only do they say that that's, that garbage dump is San Diego, which means a garbage dump is the size of a city in this yeah, world, right? Yeah. They also say that it is like. A um like literally a sector of Los Angeles. So like they yeah, imply that the megalopolis over. has gotten so large mm. that now San Diego is actually just like a district of Los Angeles. Like cool. we just have spread out and spread out and spread out. Those cities have connected and enveloped each other and become one huge fucking like super city. That's I really awesome. really like that. It's idea. It's a retrofit yeah. city. Yeah. Yep. I, I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Please. Um, one of the things I loved about the movie Her once again yes. is that all of the technology was goofy and fantastical, but it felt as if it was an organic progression uh-huh. of what was going on. And I can't think of a better example of retrofit future than gorgeous hand, uh, gorgeousshandwrittenletters.com. Yeah. Or beautiful <laughs> yeah, handwritten yeah. letters. Because like, it's at the point where it's like, we've we've gotten to the point where handwritten letters are not needed. An yeah. thing we don't need them. Yeah. They're completely pointless. Almost but excessive. we like them. Yeah, yeah. So, so nice. now we have yeah. a digital way to do it. And it's like, it, it, it's so much work 
to do something that yeah you or you could just write a fucking letter you know, like yeah, it's yeah. and so it's a retrofit technology yeah that's interesting uh um I'm trying to figure out like where I want to. There's so I, I am too. Next. There's so many. Oh, um, I have a angles. piece that I wrote where I just pulled up a whole bunch of weird little things that I noticed, and so maybe this will this will pop it open. Uh, one touch that I absolutely loved when Kay and Deckard are beating the hell out of each other to the to the to uh, Elvis, Elvis thing. Yeah. Full Russian. Yeah. Well, Great the first song. one that they're that they're they're beating each other up to suspicious minds. Oh sure, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And, and so suspicious minds is indicative of these two men that are unaware of what the other one's actual nature is, yep. unaware of what their motivations are. And so the whole thing is suspicious because is, is this guy my dad? Right. Is this guy my friend? Is this guy my and is this guy fucking real? Am yeah. I fucking real? Yeah. And, and they're doing that. And then when can't help falling in love comes on, that's when Harrison Ford, when Deckard says, "Man, I love this He's song. Like, I Do like you want to stop song. fighting? I love it." And it's a point where oh, both of them it. are so moved by a song <laughs> and good. so moved by their circumstances <laughs> that they can't help but to feel emotion. Yeah. They can't it's help, quote unquote, falling in love. And the perfect. fact that it's yeah. just literal yeah. and doesn't play that way is so beautiful. And yeah. Because it's a hologram they, of Elvis, which is like technology. We've see, we can do that. We, we shouldn't, but we Tupac could. Tupac went yeah, on tour. Yeah, He's exactly. dead forever. We've seen that now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, earlier, they used Summer Wind by Frank Sinatra. Yes. I don't know what the significance of that is other than it's a very romantic song and he's listening to it with his robot right. girlfriend. I love it. Either way, those, the use of those three songs is very, very mm. pretty and wonderful. If I remember the lyrical content of Summer Wind is I can't he remember. describes his love in the form of different physical sensations, okay. mm. such yeah, yeah. as like a summer, summer wind. wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I think that's thematically appropriate. That totally I, I makes can't sense. can't parse it out. But well, it, yeah. because we're literally what we just talked about was this conversation about, okay, so he's a fucking android. She's a fucking hologram. And can they actually love each other? Is this real love? Or are they just claiming to have these feelings and it's their programming? So if that song is about describing your love through physical sensations, we, we get yeah, back down to the question of yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how real are they? Are these real sensations they're having? They're androids. When he yeah. feels something, does he really feel anything? Or is that his programming telling him, oh, your finger touched a thing? Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I think that plays in nicely, actually. And that's true because it's like him saying, "Like I can't tell you what my love is because it's intangible." Yeah, but it's like a summer wind. Can you wrap your brain around <laughs> right. that? Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's yeah. will, will our programming accept like. this? Yeah, exactly. This, yeah. And that's what what is art and songs and creation, but a way to try and add tangibility to the intangible. Yeah, so, yeah to describe your emotions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just realized looking at my notes that Gosling's next movie is the space walk or the moonwalk movie with Damien Chazelle. Oh yes, and um, the guy who plays Riddler in um, Gotham. Just yeah, the cast is huge. It, the I cast has him. a bunch of good people in it. Yeah. Kyle Chan, it's going to be good. Look, I didn't love good. La La Land. It's a very well made. You got to love Chazelle though. He's, He's great. great. He's great. And I love space and astronauts <laughs> and Ryan Gosling. So I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> Geostorm. Best picture of 2008. <laughs> hey, I will go see Geostorm next week. I pray to God that can't wait. Wait, do you know about? Can I tell him about Harry Hole? Yeah, please There's, tell you know about, about the Harry movie. Uh, I know that the snowman, the snowman is based that Harry the main Hole. character's name is Harry Hole. I've read that it's actually Harry Hole. <laughs> um, even better, <laughs> but even so, it's a book, right? Uh, is it based on a book? It's based on a book. It's a series of books around Harry Hole. I'm going to see this movie. <laughs> and on what is crazy is if you're writing a book. Yeah. And you need something pronounced. Just come up with a name yeah, that's just not spelled Yeah, think of whole. another name. Come on. <laughs> you know? I'm going Harry to see Geostorm Hall, on Harry Monday Hall. and uh, The Snowman on Tuesday. It's going to be a bad week. <laughs> I know it's the director of like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It, well, the thing is, it's like got all of this real cred to it. But it's just supposed it just to be like a, fucking a joke. shit. Yeah. Well, the, the Plus, I'm pretty says, sure that the... That the 
big ending of the uh, of the trailer is the ending of the movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, because it's it's uh it's uh it's Becky Ferg's uh-huh. uh, opening up a garage and there's a dead body with a snowman's head on it. I'm just pretty sure it's Fassbender. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that's how it ends. I is that so. she's like, we gotta stop this guy, and then she opens it. And, <laughs> there's Fassbender, Harry Hole. The poster now just he's an says, icy uh, The poster says Mr. Police, and it's like a scrawled zero killer note. Oh yeah, just Mr. Police, crack me the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's referring a bad to multiple police as what as the police. Just like that's not how you use language. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're gonna tell me that this mentally challenged man is also like. Able to kill fast, yeah. but get the. Fuck I can't. Out I can't wait to see it. Using I do, do want to see it. I'm a sucker for that kind. But that, that's why movie. That's why movie pass is great. I'm, I'm not, not sponsored by movie pass for that. But I'll pay ten dollars exactly. for that and Geostorm. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm, yeah. I, this company's probably bad news, but right now I'm really enjoying oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you said it fueled a bunch of snack purchases, and that's how theaters really make their if, money. If that's you're true. not paying like fifteen bucks to get yeah. in the door, it's like sure I'll buy a popcorn. Yeah, if you already paid fifteen bucks, and it's like it's like twenty bucks to go to the movies. Now. I think it's, it's going to be ultimately a good thing for movies. Oh, I think because it's going to be great. I think people are going to show up and it's going to remind them of, of why they go. Right. I used to and work in movie theater, the... so all my movie theater opinions are are jaded and of course biased. <laughs> I, I hated it. Like all these movies that came out when I worked there were kind of just like uh, I I remember distinctly being in high school when Fast Five came out. I was working the concession stand like fuck all these goddamn people yeah, yeah. coming to see Fast Five. I couldn't like it. Obviously, it's great, and I was wrong. <laughs> of course, it, it kind of welcome to the family. Me. Okay, if you, you turn your back on family, they don't turn their back on you. <laughs> so it's okay. That's one of that's the cardinal rule. There's so much furious news to talk about that oh, we got to stick to Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask this. Yeah. Um, do Android do, dream of electric sheep? Where do we land on Deckard? <laughs> is he a replicant? What do you guys think? Dude, okay, I know talk that about it is that. Yeah, yeah. purposefully and meant to be ambiguous. There is not a, a sufficient answer. Yes. But where do you land personally? If, I if, love that the movie doesn't answer it, I by the way. Man. I don't because think Villeneuve knows or cares. I remember, yeah, that, exactly. I remember that Ridley Scott, before this went into production, very frankly was like, oh, I always intended him to be a replicant. I don't know why people think that's a question at the end of yeah, my movie. Ford's kind of the he other way. He walked that back later, though, because then he said, this new movie's going to tell you for sure what the answer is. Right, uh, but it, then it very then it didn't. clearly yeah. does not. That's what I think is so interesting about it, that I thought for sure the movie was just going to walk in with the assumption that Oh yeah, he's a replicant, but mm. it does not. It well, what I like about it, there's there was one piece of evidence that I yeah. thought was interesting, but it's it's once again, it's not evidence. Right. When they're being chased out of Treasure Island, yes. there's a part where they exit one room and enter another. Yep. Gosling bursts Just through a, through a wall. wall. Yeah. Harrison Ford takes the door. <laughs> yep. He takes the door. And so the question then is, did he do that because he doesn't have super right. strength? Which he does or is he like a Rachel in that he is a uh, replicant, replicant that yeah. doesn't know, right? Yeah, you know, or at this point doesn't care and chooses to act human, right? My, we don't uh, know. My favorite thing about Arrival is that how it just it brushes up against enormous head spinning sci fi concepts and doesn't really show you too much. This is the same way where it just takes the idea of a replicant uprising. This that would be another movie, like yeah, oh, yeah. a sequel. Oh, yeah. I kind of doesn't need a sequel. Probably won't get one. Blade Runner uprising. <laughs> yeah. please, please no. Yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> no. So it I, takes like, this I, huge I concept. Do and I, don't. I do and I don't. Yeah, <laughs> it takes this huge concept and kind of just it's part of the plot, but it's not the main story. It's right. not the main attraction. If he's a human. His daughter leading a replicant uprising and being half human, half replicant is it makes me my, my brain tingle. It's so cool. Yeah. If he's a replicant, it's just as cool. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's a really, really it's it doesn't tell you, it doesn't really give nope. you any new well, info. It does what what I think um 
like one of the things that made Ex Machina uh, succeed so well is that it was a movie about a uh, Turing test. Yes. And yeah. the whole idea is the Turing test, and, and they want up to like the Turing test is you're supposed to not suspect that it's a robot. In Ex Machina, it was we're going to tell you it's a robot, Explicitly. and then you are going to believe. Yeah. Like that's the true Turing test yeah. is that if if you can then believe that this robot is alive. And one of the things that made that movie resonate is the movie itself made the audience believe. Like, that that movie passes the Turing test yeah, sure. for so much of yeah, the yeah. audience. And Blade Runner does, too. Yeah. Um, I think by the end of it, at least personally for me, is, like you said, I, I could give a shit whether he's a replicant or not. That's why. I Because feel. by the end of it, I come down on the fact that replicants are real and alive. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know, They're more I don't human care than humans are. Yeah. yeah. I just know that replicant to me is indistinguishable from human, yeah. short of strength. The, absolutely, I've been wanting yeah. to talk about this because I really, I so I don't know if you guys saw my letterbox review of this movie. It's like I four yeah, words yeah. long. I, yeah, I know um, what they are. Yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> is that a line from the movie? No, but it's what some. Was the, what was so the my review was uh, time is a tide. It was very pretty. Yeah, and, I thought and, it was. And a line. I thought that I literally <laughs> thought of that like an hour into this movie. And then the finale happened where it was literally a fight in a tide, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that was very intentional that that fight happens during a tide that's coming in as the water's moving in and out. I really think a lot of what this movie is about is, okay, let's stop talking about what is a replicant? What is a human? What is the difference? What is the, that's not even a conversation worth having anymore. They are clearly a living, breathing being mm -hmm. that has uh, some sort of sentience of its own. And like a tide, humanity is going to move out as replicants move in. Mm. That, that is just what's going to happen. This world is becoming uninhabitable by humans. It, you could almost argue that over the course of this movie, we only ever see like maybe two human characters yeah. out of like everybody. It, it seems it's like Jared Leto and right basically. It, yeah, yeah, like yeah. like you could make an argument that they're the only two humans you encounter because over the I course of the entire of the movie. LAPD people were also replicants. They could yeah. be. We you don't. We don't really know. argue that that Jared Leto's not right. He we, yeah. He's got all those. You robotics. can even argue that uh, yeah, he's that, transcended uh, the, humanity. That the cop lady's not. Yeah, Robert. Yeah, right, yeah. Really, anybody. And, yeah. But I think that's the point is that you could argue anybody to be real or not. Right. This is explicitly it's said, totally which just defines that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And that's what I think is so great about this movie because Blade Runner very distinct. The original Blade Runner makes you ask that question. Mm. Yeah. Like, what is the difference between these and us? Uh, who actually is one and who actually isn't, and how do we know? And I think this movie progresses it to the point of it doesn't fucking matter. Mm. They have some kind of sentience and and thus that's some enough. kind of yeah, that's, that's enough. enough. Some kind of right to also exist alongside yeah. mm -hmm. of us. And and the reason I came to that just sort they of they can time... fight for their life. Yeah, yeah, exactly, they exactly. Want to, it's it's the they have a want to live, a desire to exist. Exactly. That's what that's what separates like plants from animals. Right. The whole idea is that like if you kill an animal, it is going to want to stay alive. Yeah, you know, if you kill a plant, it's just gonna regrow. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's <laughs> yeah. It's gonna pick its fruit and it's gonna go out again. I you know? yeah. want. All, I find the resistance the replicant resistance scene so intriguing because yeah I want them to all fucking overthrow Jared Leto and kill him yeah I mean I, I think that's a lot of what it's about the, the tide of time right yeah. like humanity yeah. is moving out and replicants are moving in and there's nothing yeah. you can do to stop that tide it's 10 a out tide. of 10 movie yeah <laughs> I really man and that struck me like halfway through the movie that that was like kind of what was going on that it was sort of almost trying to put the question of who is a replicant and what does it mean, like almost on the back burner, yeah. you know? Yeah, man. Well, and the fact that now it's replicants can procreate yeah. or replicants be... Either way, they have the capacity to procreate. Yes. One of the things that I thought was just a nice little visual thing that they did was uh, why, why can't Wallace, Jared Leto, why yeah. can't he create a robot as good as Terrell's that could, that could reproduce? 
Right. Because he doesn't have vision. He lacks vision. Yes. <laughs> he can't see. But yep. that's that is essentially it. Is that so with his little uh, floaty robot things, he can see. There's he can like see. I believe that's the idea. So yeah. but he doesn't spell it out for you, but right. I, I He can't so. really see. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's using his, there's a level of, And so if he is a human, then the question is, is he less human than a replicant? Right. Because... He has one human, and this is not a slight towards anyone who has impaired vision. Right. Uh, don't read it that way, but just hey. in terms of like, yeah, okay. I, got, I got, without my contacts in, I would not be able to see your face. I would be biting this microphone. Um, but, no, and, uh, <laughs> sorry, the, um, you know, the fact that he is a human that now has to require machinery. a digital machinery yep. in order to maintain I kept thinking about what that the is whole accepted time. as humanity. And it's just a fun little thing that it's like, oh, he lacks vision. Yeah. He can't do it. He's too greedy. That's good. He lacks awesome. vision. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did love that he, you know, his whole thing is about the separation between humanity yeah, really and, and these replicants, villain. you know? Yeah. He's he's very much like focused on that division between the two, yet he himself cannot function in the way he needs to without participating a little bit in mm -hmm. these like bigger technological yeah. things that he's including in his replicants. Well, his anger at the failure of like, you know when he drops the one out of the ceiling and cuts her open yeah. because he's just angry that he can't get one to reproduce? That's also just anger towards the fact that it's like the same anger that Roy Batty had where it's, my body is failing. Yep. Um, one the, my favorite scene in the original Blade Runner is when Roy goes to Tyrell mm -hmm. and he's like, I what give more me time. more life? And he's like, we made you as best as we could. You're yeah. like you you are the best product be proud of that yeah but it's not good enough and yeah. it's like here's a if if wallace is a human here's a human who by those standards isn't good enough right he yeah, needs awesome. he needs help yeah he's a pretty good villain he's only got like two scenes but yeah. just obviously because he brings out a fake clone of rachel and yeah. then kills her. That's a horrible thing to do to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so by the at the end, he's like, "I'm sending you off world to be tortured for the rest of your life." It's mm. it's fucking hardcore. We don't really see what happens to him, which is a little disappointing. Wait, I I don't really remember what it. We we don't. He just Harrison Ford leaves his little office, and we don't see him again. Yeah, that's but yeah. It. I'm, I yeah. hope he gets his head squashed by some robot replicant people. Yeah. I like to think he it. just miserably falls apart. And the, the... <laughs> yeah. well, because he's 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 clearly just greedy and miserable, and and. He's surrounded Jared by. Jared Leto is good in this. I, yeah, I gotta say, yeah, I don't like awesome. it, but he's good in yeah. this movie. Yeah, it, that's that's the that's the the uh, that's the the oxymoron that is Jared Leto. Sure, he's I've also so come to, to realize hate, but he's pretty talented. All that PR worth, stuff yeah. about him sending like used condoms to his co-stars—it's all fake. Yeah, it's not yeah, real. That was real. It's got to be. If it was real, I'm pretty sure that he would have um, gotten fired or something. Yeah. What's what's her name? Viola Oscar Davis. winner, Viola Davis. Yeah. I am pretty sure that someone who is outspoken about just the rights of people yeah. in the workplace Should have been like, would hey, not have just rolled over and been like, oh, I was offended by it, it was weird. No one yeah. wants to work with someone she like would that. Have, yeah. There, yeah. there, would have, been some there yeah. would have been some correct litigation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, He's a good actor. I, 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 as a, After Suicide Squad came out, I know he like went to... Uh, some someplace in the southwest and had like a fan retreat where like oh, a bunch yeah. of his fans came with him. He's insanely and charitable. He candidly too. talked about how he did not have fun shooting Suicide Squad and the reception of it had bummed him out. Yeah, I'd hang out with him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm changing my mind. He was really good in this. Fair yeah. He is very good in this movie. That that I can agree with regardless of anything yeah, else. For he's sure. really good in he's, this movie. He's who you want to play a guy yeah. who's just who's a piece of shit yeah. 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 I, I was thinking about that, actually. I was like, you know what? He's kind of perfect casting Pretty because perfect, yeah. he's so easily hateable. He, he has that look um, that's like... Oh, he's yeah. science fiction. Do you guys know that that uh, David Bowie was who they wanted for that? Role? Yeah, really? you know what? Yeah. That would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's complete mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, yeah. that would have been great. I made a David Bowie would have been that weird. Stuff. 
Yeah. Well, and that's why I think it's like kind of cool that Leto's making these like big choices with the character because mm. you know Bowie probably would have also would have made some also, interesting oh, yeah. big yeah. choices. So I, I, I well, like then that. Then again, cool. when you think about Bowie and the Prestige, that's, like, true. that's a really so understated dude perfor- performance. And it's an is incredible amazing. performance. I love oh, that. Yeah. I, I love that performance before I knew it was David Bowie. Yeah, it yeah. took me a while I didn't to, know to learn for that. A while. Um, Villeneuve directs actors wonderfully. Yeah. Jeremy Renner in Arrival is like kind of understated and kind of yeah. flat, but it wor- it all He's works really perfectly. Good, yeah. There's there's nothing I, I can Renner's criticize a, in that a performance. Deceptively good actor. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he definitely is. Did mm. either of you see Wind River? I loved Wind yeah. River. Great. Yeah. You saw it? I saw it. it yeah. Great. It's yeah. good. Took great me to see it for my birthday. That's Thanks, right. buddy. Yeah, he was <laughs> a perfect cowboy in that movie. At the yeah. end, when he's reading yeah. and he's reading a magazine to someone in a hospital bed, I was like moved to tears. Oh yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah. So the way he directs actors is. I kind of feel like he just gives, he gives them just enough and yeah. lets them interpret the rest. Yeah, know? I was going to say, I think he knows who he wants to work with and he can let them run a little bit, mm-hmm. but also, you know, that's because he yeah. knows what he wants out of them, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. The the dinner scene in Sicario. Yeah. Like, that is a scene that <laughs> requires Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. But I guarantee you 60% of that performance is not on the page. Right. It's it's He saw what was on the page and said, you know who can fill this out? Del Toro. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is, yeah, that's why I hired him. It's, it's, since a lot of directing is good casting. Yep. He definitely has picked really good people the past two or th- three or four movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love I'm in love with Demi Villeneuve. There's <laughs> do either of you have Filmstruck? I don't. No, I know about it though. There's a short yeah. film that I watched on Filmstruck that is uh Penis Villanova from early in the day. <laughs> and what it is is it's a whole bunch of every time. It's pretty good. And the whole it's, it's such a good thing. Uh, Amanda Taylor, former guest yeah. on the show, reached out to me on Twitter and she was like, I have penis Villanova stuck in my head. <laughs> And I was, she was like, thank you for that. I said, well, you're welcome, but let's throw an assist out to Weed yeah, because yeah. he helped with that a little bit. But um, uh, this short film is so cool because it's a bunch of like bougie to the point of disgusting people mm. sitting around a giant table. And they're just eating just like kind of raw meats and blah, blah, blah. But as they get bigger and bigger and more and more slop gets thrown on the table, the floor gives out and they drop down to the next level. <laughs> and then they start it up again. Yeah. And it's just a movie of these people just... just consuming yeah, and vibing and gluttony and they're just it's very french it's very you know they're supposed french, to be yeah. like like that messy bougie of yeah. like I, I think of like the the prostitutes in les mis where it's like <laughs> oh you're fancy but your three teeth tell me different like it's, <laughs> it's like, and so it has that kind of gross uh almost terry gilliam quality yeah. to it. and that's all the film is is just layer after layer they just keep breaking through the floor and then <laughs> 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 and it's just a really cool thing and you're watching it just going what a str- what a strange thing and how distinctly penis villanova this is <laughs> how distinctly Denis Villeneuve yeah. this is and it you it's, know, it's not easy for european directors to break into the big hollywood movies mm-hmm. and to make a name for themselves in america i'm sure there's like a dozen French filmmakers we don't know anything about who oh, are yeah. amazing and better than like. Now, is he French? I don't know. French. I, I, I feel like he is. he is. That's. I feel like he is yeah. because of the stereotype of no oh, French. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what I picture. I'm an ignorant American that doesn't know a lot yeah. about a French cinema, but he is outstanding. I just yeah, remember yeah. I saw an interview with Villeneuve, and he's like, you know, he's like missing some teeth. He's like kind of, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this guy knows story. Yeah, he really. Like does. I'm looking at him. Yeah. Like this guy, he didn't brush his teeth because he was obsessing over this arc. <laughs> Love this man. I keep Love thinking him. about I wanting to smell him through the frame, and it was, <laughs> but it, but it was. I was like, that jacket is borrowed, like and bread. it was found by the person who he yeah. borrowed it from. <laughs> I love him. Make all of the sci-fi, please. Yeah, I wanted to do a Star Wars because I think he is a, just a perfect director. But he's way better at he's non-Star he's above Wars it. Stuff. Yeah, he's he's above yeah. it. Yeah. I actually yeah. think his Star Wars would not.
not be good <laughs> just be because like, you'd get I fired by Kathleen can, Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there needs to be a certain level of cartooniness like, and yeah. and funness <laughs> and like circus to he's it. More about where he's a little more you stark. an emotional freakout. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, I will. Th- th- this is my favorite film of the year. I can't stop thinking it about it. It is so yeah. good. It the, very well could the be. The final one. action set piece and everything from when Harrison Ford comes on screen is just some it's of the best so stuff I've ever great. seen in a movie. I, I love, love that fist fight in Vegas, man. It's that so is good. so too. well done. The way the lighting is used in that is mm. like crazy. Like, because you've got the hologram people behind them, and then you also have the light show the that's going ceiling, on. Yeah. Like, it just was wild. Roger Deakins is going to win this year. Yeah, I hope so. If I he doesn't, that award is it becomes effectively meaningless. Yeah, if he doesn't, <laughs> it, it really will, does. I can imagine the tweet storm right now of just like, what does he have to do yes. <laughs> to win one? He to gave win us one. decades of just crushing Cohen. He should have won for work. Skyfall. Yeah. He yeah. should have won for that's That scene in Skyfall where it's a fist fight that's backlit by yeah, the, yeah, hol- like the hologram it's stuff in Japan. There's I've never seen anything like it. That's it's too good. He's he's great. Uh, can we talk about the very ending of this a little bit? I, I mentioned this a little bit to you earlier, Jacob. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I'm I'm curious to get Jacob's kind of thoughts on this because he's yeah, seen can, it a couple I'm a of times. Confused. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so this is something that I read uh, online, Dan. I, I think it was Mark Miller. He's a comic book writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I works with I think uh, Warner Brothers now, right? Yeah, with he the does DC a, yeah, slate. Yeah, yeah I, I think. I think um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's he, always got like a dozen TV or movie projects yeah. in development. Yeah, because yeah, he's that he kind of writer. He apparently has this idea that he has put out online about the end of this movie, which is uh, K. We see K dying uh, on in the snow on the steps, and then we see Harrison Ford uh, walk into the room where his daughter is, and we know his daughter's job is to create memories mm-hmm. for replicants. And the memory we see her creating the moment he walks in is something with snowfall occurring. Yeah, she's just she obscures on. it with her body, like yeah, what yeah. it is that she's doing, but she is making some kind of memory with snow. And Miller's idea Miller's thought was, is it possible that she was almost like like beaming memories to Kay almost like in live time to draw him to her? To like make sure this all I happens. I think it could be argued. Yeah. Right? Isn't I that kind of interesting? My question to Garrett was like, how did she find him? Obviously, he, he has her memories because mm-hmm. he says to Harrison Ford, all the best memories are hers. So somehow she planted memories in him. I wonder if she did it to like the replicant I give these memories to is going to bring my father to me, maybe. Well, I'll throw this out there. What if they're twins? Yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah, right. What if they're twins? Because they show that thing how there was yep. a boy and a girl. Yep. And You're right. One Holy of them shit. was deceased, and there are so many ruses put on by the resistance. Deckard yeah. wouldn't know. Um, yeah, that, Deckard that left they just put out there pregnant? for the benefit of yeah. of keeping K alive. Also, I think like it might it might have been better for him to believe that he is not the chosen one. Right. Yeah. Because that'll help protect the chosen one. Right. Um, I hadn't thought of that. And it could be that they had twins, and that there is two of them. Yeah. Um, she did say something that I caught. Where she said that um, she was locked up when she was eight, right? So I'm I'm pretty sure she implies that she was basically one of those child slaves that mm-hmm. Kay encounters. I when so. he well, goes what I thought was the... funny, she said she was locked up when she was eight, and she's creating a birthday scene there, and the birthday cake has seven candles. Whoa! And all ah. of the best memories she creates are from real memories, even though it's wrong to use real memories. Right. But I love the idea that she doesn't have a basis for an eight candle yeah, birthday cake because yeah. she's never seen one. Yeah. She says I love birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then the question could also be like. Is she not the chosen one? Right. Is, I just you know, know when this movie's out to watch at home, I will wa- I will throw it on oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. once a week. It's the for best a background thing. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I've seen Arrival probably twenty times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I kind of lost count. Well then but the other I'm thing watch too, this a bunch. The reason she's locked up yeah. is an immunodeficiency. Yes, yes I did read about that. Yeah, How yeah. did we get our uh, our immunities? 
thousands and thousands and millions and millions of years of people with different genomes procreating yep. and creating stronger yep. people. Yep. If she is the child of two replicants or, or one replicant, even, yep. one human, she will not have immunities. Yeah. Yep. She has not been around I long thought about enough that. to That's earn insane. it. So then the question is, is she does she actually have an immune right. deficiency or is that just a sweet story yep. to, to keep, keep her, her safe? safe? Yep. I know. Yeah, but the science checks out. And it, the science also checks it's out. So good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so much better that this isn't all clearly spelled out for us. Because yeah. when it is, when we find out that the force is, is a bacterial invasion in your blood, it takes away a lot of the grandiose mystery mm-hmm. of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, the other, uh, with the snow thing too, maybe maybe she's got some sort of, of she can view through Gosling's eyes. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe she's getting is... beamed their experiences and she's, that's just what's happening. Right. That too. Like Garrett said, if she's like creating the, mo- the, the, if she's making Kay think he's laying down in snow and falling asleep, then like none of this is real. None right. Of that that was the other thing real. I was like, <laughs> it, so that was like my sort of extra layer on Miller's theory yeah. was just like, well, if she, if she's, if these, if these are actually memories, right? But not actually, but like if she's, if the idea is she's creating memories. Yeah, yeah. And she is actually designing Kay's death when Harrison Ford comes to meet her. Then is any of what we watched like real at all? It's another or are awesome we watching just it. a big ass memory yeah. she made for Kay? Or is she just helping to build the next Kay? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like is there another another dude that's gonna have to come up and be a blade runner? Right. And like what a good memory of the time that you were bleeding out in the snow. Yeah. This is just you know, a movie like, that I like exponent I already loved it when I came here. I like oh, it yeah. more just talking about it. I, yeah, that, there's I, so much it's, to sparse it's out. So good. Yeah. It's the per- and I think Blade Runner is actually another movie like this where Blade Runner definitely grew in my estimation. For sure. Me too. Once I got yeah. to see it with a group of people and talk to them about it. Watching it on my own when I was younger, I couldn't really get into it, but seeing it with a group and getting to talk about it, it really opened it up for me. Mm. And I think that this movie is very much the same. It it is it is begging you to just crack it open mm-hmm. and have a hundred conversations with people about it. It's like it. a really good sci-fi book as yeah. well. Yeah, it really is like a good Philip K. Dick novel. So I've never read Do Androids Dream I haven't of Electric, either. I but haven't I've either. read some yeah. some dick. I've read some dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dick. Um I've read some some Philip K. Dick and Blade Runners is certainly a riff on on that story. I know it's pretty uh, right, accurate, it's right, pretty yeah. accurate. Yeah. But I think that where twenty forty nine succeeds is that it does what Blade Runner I don't want to say failed to do, but maybe was disinterested in doing in creating just that. Um, yeah. There, there's a few ambiguities in Blade Runner, but yeah. it's a pretty straightforward mm-hmm. plot. You know he. He does it, you know. He, it, he's yeah, a detective yeah. on an investigation. He, he he finishes it. Yeah. He kills the replicants that need be. And uh, whereas twenty forty nine is much more ruminative, and whereas yeah. the plot is definitive, the implications of what the plot is yes. are what we end up having to, you know, and the fact that the plot is definitive, but what it what it uh, you know what it implies is not is right. what good sci fi does. Yeah. yeah, you know, people talk like Star Wars is awesome sci fi, but. Are they exploring any ideas? No, not really. Right. No, not it's really. Like I mean, a video game the one idea that they explore is that laser swords are fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, that's it. You We've know, had to like you know, create that stuff for Star Wars. Star Wars exactly. is so yeah. fucking silly. It's like good oh, versus so evil. But when you get to kill the bad guy, don't do it because then you'll be the bad guy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all just. Yeah, yeah. Bull- I love it and it's all bullshit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the best Star Wars tagline. Yeah. I love it and it's all bullshit. Um, I 
I just had a really big thought about this movie and it kind of slipped my mind. But another thing is just that like <laughs> in another movie with different creative team, maybe this would just become a movie about the replicant uprising. Like the last yes. hour would be a big fight where he yep. leads the robots or he leads the replicants. I don't want to see that. It's all so much better left off screen. Left mm-hmm. to your imagination. I One of the so. things that I noted is so many sci-fi things are cautionary tales mm-hmm. where it's like what can we do to avoid this, this awful a future one sort of yeah i don't think it, it's one at all i there's really not many current pressing ethical concerns You're on right. its mind You're right. it's not really asking like how do we save our planet or yeah. how do we treat other people or, you yeah. know any of that stuff which is all good and all these things that you know like like when you when you read like a 1984 it is talking about pretty pressing social concerns. Yeah. This one is kind of has loftier aspirations. It's just, where it's just like, a movie it's about existence. Saying, yeah. Be yeah. careful. <laughs> if we litter, then we're only going to have one little plot of right. bees that yeah. Harrison Ford takes care of. Instead, it's just, it's asking questions like, what, what is reality? What does it mean to be real? Yeah. What does it mean to exist? And <laughs> yeah. it's like, that's a very lofty aspiration uh, for sci-fi. And like, it's asking the questions that a sci-fi author's entire body of work collectively will ask, yeah. as opposed to just whatever. Do androids dream of electric streets? Yes, yeah. <laughs> electric streets. <laughs> do androids dream of a robotic Meryl Streep? <laughs> I love it. Sci-fi is maybe my favorite genre, and there's like a couple movies: uh, Arrival, Contact, Interstellar. That really, it's time to revisit Contact. I, I love that movie. Fucking yeah. awesome, man. It's kind of aged a little bit, obviously. Got Matthew McConaughey as like a, a religious character yeah. that hates science. <laughs> it's, yeah, still, that, it's still great. When it's Zemeckis really good. is like firing on all cylinders, oh, it's, there's it's, no one better. A and college he's like professor really at going. Temple showed me that in junior year, and it, it was just like, how did I not know this movie existed mm-hmm. until now? It's fucking awesome. The best triple feature of all time is Contact, Arrival, and Interstellar. Because they keep getting closer to the aliens, and then they go to And that's a triple feature. <laughs> that, that triple feature takes, Nine what, like a month hours. to watch? Yeah. 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 It's a day. But this is definitely up there. already a day long. Yeah, yeah. This, this is right in that category of movies that is like sci-fi, but there's very there's no lasers or pew pew guns. Right, mm. it's all just like heady concepts. I fucking these are my favorite type of movies. Yeah, yeah. And this one does have a little bit of pew pew guns. <laughs> it's a yeah. little yeah. They, that, they when just, he's at the trash heap, his guns are it's scary. just a real quick just pow oh, pow pow. Crazy. It just seems like they Ooh. fire huge bullets that yeah. kill you immediately. Yeah, yeah they're scary. Well, that's uh, we should talk about that. Uh, the sound, yeah, that yeah. sound oh, is fucking incredible. To the point where I saw, I saw it at the IMAX. Mm-hmm. And it was one where like, it's like you can feel oh, yeah. it in your chest. And then the next day, I went and saw American Made. Recommend, yeah. good yeah. movie. And it was, was in the good. theater next yeah. to that. Yeah, and I had trouble hearing some of American Made because the theater was shaking because yeah. it was the one next to. And I'm yeah. sitting there, I'm like. I think Ryan Gosling just shot the guy. <laughs> I, I know that part. Yeah. The soundtrack yeah, yeah, yeah. is amazing. Like the the music kind of seems like it could be coming from the city or from the ships. It's, it's not even music. It's like almost an anti score. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like it's not music because yeah. I, I listened to it uh, the day that I saw the movie. Like before, it, I was listening to it and I was like, "This is satisfying," but. I'm not hearing music. I'm hearing sure. there's no structured theme. ambient sounds. Yeah, but then it does tie into yes. some of the Vangelis theme. It gets from there, the, so it, it does do some of that. Now I understand that that the composer uh, left Zimmer was brought in late. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so the composer is Johansson, I think, who did something like that. He did a uh, arrival. He did arrival. He's worked with them yeah, a few very times. Good yeah, composer, yeah. Well. It's the the mix of the it's a retrofit score. The the mix of the two of them I think works. And because I remember you were off put by the score. I did not like it. It's not listenable on its own. Yeah. But I can't, it, I can't imagine doing a better just one like for the movie. Synthy sci-fi sounds. It, it is. I think it needs to be dissonant for the yeah, movie. I, yeah. It is effective in the movie. I think. But I I and I think I'm only disappointed in it basically when you you are coming off of Blade Runner 
the original, yeah. which is such an iconic score that is full of like really great melodic mm. uh, material. Yeah. There's not a lot, and of this has almost it. no melodic material. Mm. And yeah, it was a little is, off-putting. It is thematically to me. appropriate in that some of the melody of the world is yes. lost. It's yeah. more disparate. It's yeah. Yeah. more spread yeah. out. Um, but I, no, I do get what you're saying because when I put it on, I was listening to it because I, I like to listen to scores while I work. Yeah, and it. it as much as I, oh, it's great. Um, no, 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 not that you like to listen to scores, but just when you listen to the Blade Runner soundtrack and you're like, what, what is this? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm sitting there. I'm is trying to get like pumped okay? up and go. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is really well put together, and it is not. It's not pushing any action on yeah, my part sure. because it's. It's it's just sound. Please don't yeah. think I'm yeah. laughing at you for listening to movies. Oh no! When I was in sixth grade. I was <laughs> a fucking loser, <laughs> and I would listen to the Lord of the Rings soundtracks all the time. Well, yeah, I listened were... to the Star Wars prequel soundtracks yeah. a ton. Oh, yeah. The prequel, the best part of the prequel yeah. is the music. Yeah. He outdid himself. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to hear what, what <laughs> score I listen to? There's two scores that I listen to at least once a week. Can't at work. wait to hear it because uh, they're great scores. Whatever you think about the movies, whatever. But Man of Steel has yeah. a sure. great, great score. Yeah. And Swiss Army Man has oh, yeah. like, oh, the yeah. best score I've ever heard. Orchestra is a yeah. great band. So good. They outdid themselves for that movie. I yeah. love the soundtracks to uh, Road to Perdition. Oh. Who's that guy? Uh, to, um, Who did that? He did I Wally. He works with Sam Mendes all the time. It's not coming to me. Also, the the score to How to Train Your Dragon is beautiful. <laughs> that movie fucking <laughs> that movie, rules. That movie's yeah. better than Avatar at the same things that beats Avatar at its own game. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. That movie, yeah. even so the even How to Train Your Dragon two is fucking great. It's really oh, good. I haven't yeah. seen that one. I've it's heard it's fucking really awesome. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think Blade Runner score is going to get nominated for the Oscars no. or anything. But the, no. this movie will probably get nominated for Best Picture. I'm an you Oscar. Think so? I think so. Yeah, I'm an Oscar. Oh, junkie. I think it absolutely will. I like this time of year when people are like, oh, what do you think's going to... I just feel like this is the kind of thing that doesn't get nominated for yeah, Best maybe. Picture. Yeah. Because Thomas Newman is like thinking Thomas of. Newman's a great composer, yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like the big sci-fi stuff is rarely... Total, hits no, the I, Academy. Yeah, right. I got nominated. Goes, uh, it did, that's true. I hope yeah. it goes the way of like Mad Max. Yeah. And really <laughs> District 9 got nominated. Did it really? Good movie. Yeah, that District year they expanded. District 9 is yeah. good, but yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the year that they expanded. They expanded it to, it to nine, ten, yeah. right? Nine. Yeah. yeah, or ten, uh, yeah they did they go it because sometimes uh, it's eight, sometimes yeah. it's nine. Yeah. The Dark Knight and I, I love Oscar history. Basically, you, I'm sure you know this. The Dark Knight and Avatar like forced their hand. They were right. like, we oh, need to yeah. nominate more popular movies instead of the snob shit no one likes but us. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blade Runner 2049. It's pretty it's perfect. So I, I, I <laughs> love. I'm in all of this it. movie yeah, so I'm much. I'm in all of it. Um, get, we we talked about how when I left the theater the first time it was raining. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I just stood in the rain like an idiot for a minute or two. Yeah. Uh, when I drove my car home last night from the theater, I had a great time just operating a big old piece of machinery that makes my life easier. <laughs> it's one such last, a beautiful movie. One question for it: uh, What do we know about the blackout? What can you presume about yeah, the blackout? I, I think it was just that what all the tech represent? stopped working. Yeah. So I think uh, th- th- when they're talking about how all the paper records survived, yeah. we had all our records and technology and computers. Uh, totally humans are probably too reliant on stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If our phone stopped working and I needed to talk to Garrett, I'd have to walk over here. And be yeah, like, I had no true. other way of contacting you. You know, yeah. it's, it's very scary to think about. Yeah. Well, I often <laughs> think about it in terms of like, now I don't necessarily believe this, but like, there's a well, short film that I didn't watch. Did you guys watch those? I have not I watched not. those. I have not. And I they're very good. You probably all should have. I'm sure yeah. they're great. When we look at artifacts from fallen empires and stuff, you know, and we and 
we can presume what level their technology was. We can only presume so much. For example, if our civilization crumbled yeah. and someone came back and they found a flash drive, yeah. they would think, this is a little piece of plastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, that has someone's life on it. You yeah. Know? And so like when we find weird like Roman relics, it's like we see it and we go, oh, cool, it's a stick they used. Yeah. And like, whereas it probably was a stick yeah, they used, yeah. who's to say that it, it didn't have some greater Special function meaning, that, yeah. that the technology that you know, just eroded out of yeah, it. Yeah. And so I love the idea that the blackout speaks to that, where yeah. it's like, we lost that, and the only thing that didn't erode was the the actual not retrofit technology. Right. You know, like that, it, when, when our civilization crumbles and someone finds a stack of CD-ROMs, they're going to think, plastic circles, neat. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like, that's a program. That's, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. that's, that's someone's entire yeah. financial history. Yeah. You know, and all this crazy stuff that... To someone that wasn't along for the ride of that technology's yeah. rise and fall, would miss any of the function because it's an intangible function. Yeah, you need equal technology to decode said technology. Mm-hmm. Whereas, in order to read a piece of paper, you just got to figure out the language, which can be done. You know, have you guys uh, been in an electrical blackout anytime recently in your adult lives? Yeah, we. Uh, um, there was like a power station that uh, oh, I remember that, that lit on yeah, fire yeah. earlier yeah. this year, mm-hmm. and it affected my this neighborhood. Sure. So we were maybe like four hours without power. I, I had one in like May, and I, I, I did not handle it well. It immediately got very hot in my apartment. Yeah. Oh, my air yeah. went off. Uh, I was in the process of making dinner. Like I had a frozen pizza in the oven or something. I, I just freaked out. I, it really tickled yep. all my uh, all my anxieties. I was yep. on the phone with a friend, being like, "I'm packing a bag. I'm coming over. I got to get the fuck out." Of here. <laughs> when the power came back on, we used to lose power in my old apartment yeah. building, and like I had a window unit. So if it happened in the summer, yeah, it was it like real hot. Yeah. Got it. You're done. It yeah. made me realize I need to like buck up. Like if this happens next time, I, sh- oh, I yeah. need to to handle this a little better. Because the scariest <laughs> one scared, that ever happened dude. to me, I was walking back for it, and I remembered it was Pope weekend. My girlfriend was at a <laughs> oh, wedding, yeah. so she was at a town. I couldn't go to the wedding because. Because Pope Weekend would have had me trapped away from work. And so I went and saw that movie, Everest. Oh, yeah. And I was walking back. I liked that movie quite a bit. And it it actually (laughs) was one of the best IMAX 3D experiences I've ever seen. Cool. Potentially. It was like out there with Prometheus of that's how you use the technology. And so I'm walking back and I was coming up Front Street and power just went out everywhere. It's fucking and scary, so streetlights, houses, everything, it just went, and it was dark. dark. Yeah. So I immediately pulled out my phone and turned on like the flashlight thing, but when you looked in, it, it just, it was quiet, it was dark, it was gone, and all I thought was, if someone wanted me right now, I'm had. There's nothing you yeah. can do. Yeah. Like, I am had. <laughs> Luckily, there was like a bar nearby where there was outdoor dining, so like I could hear some voices yeah, of people. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I know where to go. Yeah. It lasted yeah. Five minutes yeah. max, but in those five minutes, like any anybody could have ruined me, ended me, hurt yeah. me, I think mine stolen was from about me, an whatever. Hour, and I was like full on having a panic attack and sweating. I was on my way to my friend's house when it came back on. I also have a, a toy lightsaber, and it became, it was like the most useful thing in the world because I didn't have to waste my phone battery. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like a constant source of light, and so you get to look like, like a fucking badass. Look, fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> no one's fucking with me in a power outage. Yeah. Yeah, but my, my point is, it scared the living shit out of me. Yeah. So uh, technology is insane. Well, it's only going to get crazier as we get older. Mm. It's also a really uh, smart storytelling device if you think about it, right? Because so the original Blade Runner takes place in 2019. It's currently 2017. Yeah. But it was made in the 80s, right? Mm. And so it was the it was an 80s mindset of oh how far will we have gotten 30 years from now right mm-hmm. well now that we're almost to 2019 we know like oh not only are we like almost beyond that anyway 
technology is moving rapidly yeah. fast. Like things and are getting better. Cars, we've all agreed, are just the worst idea. Right. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. But my point is, logistically if this, speaking, if this movie needs to be thirty years after twenty nineteen, and we are now citizens of two thousand seventeen, mm-hmm. we know technology is moving rapidly, rapidly, rapidly. The only way for the sequel, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. To have the same aesthetic as Blade Runner is for there to have, been, there to yeah. have been a dramatic stop awesome. in the development of technology. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's actually kind of a smart storytelling thing, oh, too. Yeah. Um, it's so that they don't have to spend too much time thinking about, like, well, what would the cars look like yeah. now, 30 years? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they can kind of allow themselves have, a little break um, with that. They hint that they have off world colonies. So, yep. like, they've, like, they've mastered space travel yep. to some extent. Yep. I, as with the real world, you know, the technology we have. Now compared to twenty years ago, it's fucking bananas. Yeah, but I still have a twenty-year-old car. Right. You know, I still have an oven that sucks and doesn't have digital yep. stuff. Yeah, uh, it's all sort of moving slower than we think it is, but also because we're retrofitting fast. Yes. Yeah. 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 We lean. Our technology <clears throat> leans on. It stands on the shoulders of other technology. Yes. And so, where there are smatterings of new technologies that show up, most air quotes, new technologies mm-hmm. are just developments of older technologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one, one of my favorite uh, Joe Rogan bits, he was talking about how, you know, you have to, like, we, we just trust the smart people to figure it out. Like, yeah. he's like, if you were stuck on a desert island with nothing, how long before you send me an email? <laughs> yeah. And, like, that's true. Like, I, I know how email yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. get email. Oh, that great Chris O'Connor joke about laser pointers and yes. cats. Like, yeah. <laughs> we laugh at the cats, but our understanding of that laser pointer yeah. is ever so slightly more advanced than the cat's understanding. You like, shouldn't, you shouldn't I know how it works, cats, but... Do either of you have cats? No, no, you, no. The laser pointer thing's bad for them because they can't, can't tangibly, like, catch it. and, pl- and That's why it. it's so fucking funny. I, it's just like... <laughs> yeah, sure, you're totally right. I just realized one day when I was doing it to my parents' cat, like, this, he can't... This is, like, not satisfying for him. He can't beat the oh, game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a, yeah, I had a cat that he understood that it was from the thing because, yeah. like, we did it all the time and he would get straight up feral. Yeah. <laughs> but then we'd mad. be sitting yeah. <laughs> watching TV and the laser pointer would be on the uh, you know would be on the the coffee table yeah. and he'd come up and he'd knock it off the table and then like look at it and look at you because yeah. he understood that when we had it in our hand the dot showed up yeah but then you'd play running up the wall and stuff yeah. and then when you put it away for the next hour he'd be running around the house just like that fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> I put my hands on it and then it's on top of my hand <laughs> I love that so much it's crazy yeah I like I'll that. never I don't even if they prove that it like just ruins cats psyches <laughs> and I am an animal lover yeah I will. No, it's fun to watch them. Go crazy. I will never yeah. stop that. I'm, I'm going to buy one Respect. because I have a rabbit, just because I want to see if it works. Oh yeah, on rabbits, it probably will. I want to take one to the zoo and have a lion <laughs> just go fucking crazy, just upend a pillowcase of catnip into the yeah. into the cheetah enclosure and then go nuts. Oh, it'd be great. I'll, I'll definitely wear a completely protective armor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm also realizing the dog is, I think, the only animal we see in this movie. Bees, mm-hmm. bees. Okay, you're right. You're right. Bees, which can't exist I don't without get flowers. What that part was and flowers, which I believe it suggested that those flowers are being grown around Rachel's grave. Sure, oh. that makes I sense. believe that's yeah. what's being suggested is that her grave is in Vegas, oh. and Harrison Ford stays there to, you know, to honor her memory. But if there's flowers there, and there's bees around the flowers. One more uh, thing about this movie like that is everybody's going to have little little things to add to it of, of how they interpreted it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be reading them for months. You know, just oh, this yeah. afternoon, I, I looked up the Reddit, the R movies discussion thread. Some great little tidbits in there, just the way it affected people, the way it, the, the stuff in your life it makes you think of. Mm-hmm. It's worth rewatching endlessly. 
Um, Which is what, like, if you watched it endlessly, that's like two viewings. I've, yeah, 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 sure. yeah. I've seen. I've wasted twelve hours of my life on this movie yeah. in the past two weeks. Not you wasted. bite your tongue. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Oh yeah, it's I quite an exactly investment of your time. Next week, mm. Jacob's going to be on his way to try and meet Penis Villanova <laughs> yes. so that he can be like, I need more time. <laughs> It's the best movie we could make. You just gotta understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I hope it does get nominated for Best Picture because that's uh, that would be awesome. That for is, him. if anything, you know, no matter how you feel about the Oscars, an Oscar nomination does pr- give a movie a bigger audience. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Moonlight winning Best Picture is one of the greatest things to ever happen because yep. mm-hmm. tons of people have seen. We'll that see movie Moonlight, now. Yeah. Yeah. especially yeah. the way that that happened. And plus, too. the way it yeah. happened, yeah. that yeah. was yeah. really yeah. a lot of fun. I still can't fucking every day of my life. Yeah, I wake up in the morning off. and I'm like, we know my god, forty-five minutes to record because Jacob's got to talk about the Moonlight. Every day when I wake up, I'm happy the Moonlight won and I'm happy the Colin Trevorrow got fired oh, from that episode. You and me both. And here's the thing. I know we differ on this. I fucking love La La Land. I don't think it's this It's good. I don't hate it. It's says. fine. Yeah. I love it. It's very good. And when it won Best Picture, I was happy, but my thought was just like, yeah, of course that won. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I just yeah. rolled my eyes. I, but I will say, super classy move when the producer oh, he said, did a great it is job. my honor. Yeah. Do. And if you followed the the award season, like they were just... Damien Chazelle were, and Barry Jenkins were of yeah, they utmost were, respect to each other. Well, they, yeah. were, they were rooting for each other yeah. the whole yeah. way. And it, without a doubt, Moonlight was best picture. For sure. Like, I, I remember texting my friend, oh, la, la, one, I'm turning my TV off. I didn't turn my TV off. I did, yeah. got up to refill my water and my wine. And then within 30 seconds, I was like just standing in front of my TV. Oh, yeah. Completely out of my mind. <laughs> it, it was, I'll never forget that feeling. Yeah. So, well, I remember we were watching like La La Land 1, and we all kind of were like, Yeah, it makes sense. We weren't over, uh, we were just right. whelmed. We yeah. Were perfectly yeah. Whelmed. <laughs> but then we're sitting there, I'm like, There's a little dude running around grabbing yeah. envelopes yeah. and clipboards. Yeah, so and just yeah. like glaring <laughs> yeah. at, at Dick uh. Tracy over here. <laughs> and then they make the announcement, and then, you know. The it, whole country did the. Uh, yeah. It was unbelievable. Uh, I don't have cable anymore. Yeah. The number one reason to have it is so you can watch the Oscars live. Yep. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any any final thoughts on twenty forty nine? Check my piece. I, I just love it so anything. much. I went yeah. through all my notes. I think it's it's great. It really is my favorite type of uh, of emotional sci fi movie. Yeah, I mean I that it. that's my big takeaway from it is I just. I really like sci-fi because I'm I'm a very analytical person, yeah. so I like the idea of stories that I can analyze and pull apart and blah blah blah. But it gave me that and like like big emotional responses. It just put me in too. a great mood. Yeah, yeah. like I I felt so many things walking out of this yeah. movie on top of the great just kind of sci-fi pull apart stuff that, that mm. it has. What it came down for to for me is that great sci-fi should be supremely imaginative. Yeah, but without overstepping its bounds and squashing your own imagination. And I don't think I've ever seen it done better where a movie is so imaginative and leaves so much room for my imagination to flourish within the established sandbox. That's a good yeah. fucking that point. That never happens. And this was done, and I, I mean this in the most literal sense of the word, perfectly. Yeah. It was perfect in that way. I, I was blown away by the design and just the creativity of it. And then as soon as it ended, my bra- even while it was on, my brain was just like, let's play with this. Yeah, okay? yeah. And we, we're still doing it here, yeah. and we could probably go another four hours for yeah. it. You know? And that is... It sets your that mind hasn't happened. It makes your mind... I can't remember yeah. the last time that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Where, Arrival like, for me is when it just yes. like... It was, it was fun to think about for days and weeks mm. after I saw it. But yeah. even that has a much more... And I, I gave Arrival a perfect score, too. I thought yeah. that was incredible. But there is like a finite nature to it where once you've sure. parsed it yeah, all yeah. out, it's done. I don't think I will ever be... Like, Arrival has fewer ambiguities. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so there's less things to to parse out. There's a much more concrete explanation of what's happening. And 
2049 kind of has its cake and eats it too in that way. Like it's concrete. Yeah. We know what happened, but there's there's just so much yeah. to. It's and all and I to always hated the term, but like there's a lot to unpack here. It's, like it's, there's yeah. a lot. It's, Villeneuve knows how to make you. Feel, I, f- I feel so snobby just saying this, but he knows how to elicit motions with visuals and absolutely. with camera movement. It's it's such a perfectly with a different director. I don't know if it would be as good as it uh-huh. is. They and really I think found credit the right to the whole team. Too. Oh yeah, everybody. I mean, that the is fucking, just the, the it third takes a best boy did a great job working on the point. For oh, sure, yeah. the whole crew did did great work. We, I, you can tell it's all on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was. Oh wait, I forget what movie I was watching the other day. But in the credits, one of the best boy, uh, or I think it was a best boy or like assistant to the assist, whatever. He was credited as John John Williams Williams. <laughs> And that blew my mind because awesome. yeah. I love that he's John Williams. And on set, the, the joke probably was like, hey, "Are you John, John Williams? Williams?" He was like, "No, no, no, I'm just John Williams." Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's John, John Williams, John Williams. I always <laughs> watch credits for movies now. I love. I, I want to oh, see yeah. if I know anybody's name or who's got the funniest name mm-hmm. or who did what. I love it. Yeah. yeah. You want to do some lists? Yeah. So yeah. this is. Uh, I had a tough time with this list. I did too. To reiterate what we said before, the please. game of the list. Uh, please do the the game of the list was. Movies that, much like Blade Runner, maybe didn't resonate the first time around, and upon repeat viewings, ended up growing on you or becoming sure. good, or you know, even so far as saying you went from not liking them to liking them, or not getting it to getting it. I tried to make it as broad as possible because I found myself in a situation where everyone who listens to this knows I love every movie, and if I don't, <laughs> why would I watch it a second time? And uh, so it was tough. Yeah, I had to broaden mine up a little bit. Uh, a couple of these are are not necessarily movies I didn't like. They're more like movies that uh, I enjoyed enough to watch them again. But it was the watching them again that made me fall in love push with them. them. The you know, push them, yeah, push them yeah. into just like, oh, this is actually a great movie, mm. and I kind of missed its greatness the first time. But I do have a couple that I kind of like distinctly didn't like when I saw them that. I, now I feel like a fucking idiot for not liking them when I saw them. Sure. Can I go? Can I get my big one out Please, of the list? Please get it. Yeah, let's do it. We talked about it on me with my show. I think it was like March or April. I hated Prometheus the first time I saw it. Uh-huh. I thought it was like a weird. Just the, the script felt weird and, and shitty to me. Like everybody's intentionally written to be stupid. Fucking love it. It's it's perfect. I it's love it. <laughs> I think it's so good now. I fr- uh, I rewatched it back in April because I got into a podcast called Blank Check and oh, yeah. then I watched Aliens for the first time because they were doing James Cameron movies and then I was like, yeah, now I gotta rewatch Prometheus. I loved it so much. It's so good. I when love Idris that Elba, movie. That um, remains the best IMAX 3D I've ever seen. Yes. Really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hands down. And that movie, when Idris Elba goes into hero mode, without spoilers, he does something really heroic at the end. I wanted to fucking stand up and cheer, like, oh, in my yeah. kitchen. Yeah. yeah. So that one, I don't know, something, I was the problem the first time I saw it. Like, mm. I didn't watch it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that, well, it's... Mm. A lot of what happens with movies like this is that you bring your baggage to it. Yeah. yeah. That's what happened with Blade Runner is I went in expecting a fast-paced, pew-pew, crazy thing, yep. and then got you know something that I see why it endured, and the movie I wanted probably would not have endured. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, grew on that. You want to do one? You want me sure, to do one? I'll, I'll throw one out here. So I think a good place to, to start for me, because everybody knows how much I fucking love John Carpenter, is I was doing a big Carpenter watch-through at one point where I was like, I'm going to check out... All the stuff that I... What did I say? Do you mean John Carter or John Carpenter? Carpenter. Okay, okay. Did I, I say Carter? To, no, no, no. You, you got it right. Yeah. yeah uh, no, John I mean Carter John Carpenter. Carpenter is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're about to defend John Carter. Yeah, I've never great. seen that. It's and fucking I, awesome. I've always... I love Brad Bird. It's, I, I'm it's, into um, it. It's, it's bombed and did poorly yeah. and almost ruined that director's career, but it's a really good movie. <laughs> I would like to see it. I'm uh, rooting for Taylor Kitsch. Something fierce. Yeah. I just watched that Only the Brave movie. I had to review oh, yes. that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. But... 
he re- he plays Ryan Shaner in it, and <laughs> he is great. Yeah, <laughs> he's really good. Fascinating. Uh, so I saw Assault on Precinct Thirteen in this sort of grand watch I was doing of of John Carpenter movies I hadn't seen yet, and I was just like, by the end of it, I was like, and we were just talking about this with Brawl and Cellblock ninety nine. I was like. That it doesn't even take place in the thirteenth precinct. Yeah, like it just—I don't get what this movie is trying to do, and it has now become definitely one of the top three John Carpenter oh, yeah. movies you, for me. You I could have been yeah. more wrong. Yes, the movie I, rules. I love that movie. Did you ever see the remake? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Don't. It's don't. not. The it's first not one's bad. way better. Yeah. but the first one's way better. Way better. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I love that movie. I was just playing up wrong about that. That's movie. That's my favorite genre of title of like where the title's yeah. slightly off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that yeah, that'll do one for me. Uh, you got one, Dan? Uh, yes. Uh, this was one where I thought it was okay, and now it is probably in my top five of its genre, and that's Super Troopers. Oh, I first saw Super Troopers, and I, there was such hype around it, and I saw it. I'm like, that was pretty funny, that's but I don't see what the one. big deal is. And then upon rewatching it, finding how quotable it is. I can't get through that movie now without pausing it to laugh because it's just, it's brilliant. Yeah, that's a great that's pick a for this list. I had the movie. same experience with that movie. Because well, it had a weird hype about yeah. it where it was like trying to sell us on this troop. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's from Broken Lizard. I'm like, what the fuck is Who that? Who the fuck is that? But yeah. I, I assumed like, oh, it's probably something that people know about that I'm just getting privy yeah. to. And saw it and was like, yeah, it's funny. Far was, he's fat, right? And then, <laughs> you know, like, that was all. And then it turned into like, that movie is, is brilliant. Yeah, Isn't truly there a sequel. Being oh yes, there is indeed. Out? Yeah, there's a trailer for it yep. if you want to watch like it. Like the same people. Yeah, same it, people. Same. They kickstarted I've it. I've never seen Super Troopers. I don't think. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. I, I highly recommend okay, yeah. it. Cool. I'll I'll remember it. It's yeah. a stoner like, comedy. That okay. probably I'll, ends I'll up like in it. my top ten comedies ever. Yeah. And when I first saw it, I was just like. Eh. Yeah, it's like, right, that's funny. I, I just like hey, any movie. Me out of Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> yeah. Any movie getting a sequel like way after the lifespan for like you know oh, after yeah. a long time is exciting to me. I'm excited about that. Yeah, uh, how appropriate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you think of more as we go through this, I've shape, got a big one right now. Hit me, Speed Racer, which Garrett. Yes. also <laughs> Garrett did a commentary with me and our friend Ian on that. Fucking love it's Speed like, Racer. One of the most rules. downloaded episodes of my podcast. Oh, I love yes. hearing that. Uh, I saw it opening weekend when I was 14. Uh-huh. My mom. There was oh, like a made period. Me feel fucking old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I drove to that movie and then I went to the I went to the bar after. I was in ninth grade, I think, <laughs> eighth or ninth grade. There was a period where like it came out the weekend after Iron Man, and then there was a. I just used to go to the movies like once a weekend when I was a kid. Yeah. So my mom drove me. I definitely remember buying the Blue Album by Weezer at the mall after I saw it. I didn't like the movie. I was really into the Wachowskis because I love the Matrix sequels and the Matrix. Um, I'm with you on the Matrix. I just, yeah, they're good. Yeah. I, I just didn't like Speed Racer. I thought it was fine. And then I rewatched it this May, and it's maybe my top five movies ever. I fucking love every it's single so, choice. It's so decision good. In it. yeah. It's a brilliant masterpiece way ahead of its time. And it looks <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, it looks like a like a, like a a computer. It throw. looks like yeah. a map of, of the Soviet Union before it was like, a, it's just colors. And it, yeah, it's, sure. but I love it. It's hard yeah. to understand. Yeah. I love but it's, that movie. it's a perfect movie. Yep. Yeah. Puke on a plate. I love that movie. Uh, another one where I was like, I was wrong about this. The yeah. movie didn't do anything wrong. I did. I'm yeah. to blame. Yeah, yeah. just uh, come at it the wrong way sometimes. I'm gonna throw one that we've done an episode on out um, b- uh, because this was another one where I was just I was in a period of like watching a bunch of stuff I hadn't seen by directors I liked, uh, and Cronenberg uh, was one of those directors. And I think one of the best episodes of our podcast, which by the way has now shot up to I think almost our most downloaded episode, Videodrome. Really? When I first saw Videodrome, I didn't know what to do with Videodrome. I think I was like in my late teens or mm-hmm. early twenties. 
I didn't have any context oh, for it. And it's a stone cold masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, and yeah, it yeah. is amazing. Yeah. They like, watch it in Halt and Catch Fire. I was just reading oh, about it because yeah. the character like finds have the VHS seen it? of it. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. It is so fucking good. I feel the same way. Well, I mean, that's one that it requires multiple viewings. It, it yeah. does. It just and I, I, and I think you know it's another one of those where the older you get, the more context you have for the things that happen in it, and and the way life moves and changes your thoughts and opinions about things, all that kind of stuff. It just that movie is amazing, and I I think I just saw it at a point in my life where I was like, I don't know what to do with all of this. Mm. Like, this just doesn't add up to me to anything. Well, it's that, like it feels dated. It yeah. feels behind, and then you realize that it's it's actually the other way it's, around. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, way it's ahead like, of yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking love video drama. That's a really good choice. I yeah. didn't think about that because yeah, I had a similar experience. Um, this one is... I'm cutting down my list as I go. But I know, I'm doing the same thing. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Hit love me, it. go. Okay. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, I think it's it's incredible. Yeah, but um, I think that sometimes I I re- and I love Wes Anderson. I yep. think he's brilliant. But sometimes uh, it, it overquirks, and I get to the point where it's like we're not even playing in the real world anymore. Yep. Like I love Rushmore because it's a heightened real world. Yes. I love the Royal Tenenbaums because it's a it's a storybook world with our rules. Yep. But Grand Budapest almost seemed Looney Tunes. Yeah. But then it occurred to me, like complaining that this is too Wes Anderson. He's like complaining that Looney Tunes is too Looney. Like yeah. this is his it's brand. It's not his fault. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's his, his fault. Vision. It's your, exactly. your fault not to be mean. But it is like... I didn't meet it on its own terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it was also one of those where just upon repeat viewings, like it just it really... Ra- it's so good. I, I actually steadfastly disliked Moonrise Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I have not revisited it yet, but my experience with Grand Budapest makes me want to go back and rewatch Moonrise Kingdom just because I I bet it's just a similar thing. I was also on a very bad OK Cupid date for Moonrise oh, yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right like right off the bat not interested but really wanted to see the movie yeah. so just went through with it. Yeah. Um so that could have a lot to do with it. What's but, the worst movie you've seen on a first date? Because mine is Batman versus Superman. Oh uh, mine is closer. Ooh. Pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Bad. <laughs> well, that, good we, movie. We bad actually dated for a short while after. Jacob, before you go again, I have to piggyback off of you yeah. because Please, that was yeah. why my eyes Grand lit Budapest up. Grand Budapest is that. like, it's so good, but it at first really it's just like I'm like, this is not where where what's my entry point? Yeah, and then I found out like, oh, there is no entry point. It's like yeah. just get in or yeah. get out. You yeah. know, and once I got in, like. It's it's amongst my favorite West Anderson's yes. now. Yeah, uh, Life Aquatic is on my list yes. for literally all of the exact same reasons you're saying. My I have had West this Anderson experience. Movie. It's it's it has become, if not my favorite, like number two or three. Yeah, it like uh, I had the same exact experience. It's too heightened. And Something then when you watch about it, again, it didn't not. connect with me at fucking all yep. when I saw it the first time, and I was so excited to see it because I had just really gotten into Anderson, mm-hmm. so I was really pumped to see it. This is going to be my first Anderson on the big screen. I couldn't wait, and I was just so fucking disappointed. And then I just watched it again and again it's and again, awesome. and it's fantastic. I just I didn't connect with it the first time, and that is why, again, to continue piggybacking off what you said, the only one of his movies I've ever d- like distinctly like did not like was uh, what's the train one? Uh, the Dark oh, Dark Limited, Limited. Yeah. and I've not rewatched it since. But I trust that it's actually way better than it's I give it any good. credit for because it's of my good. experience with Life Aquatic. I think he's yeah. a weird director that has not made a bad movie. He's made some that are way better than others. Yeah, yeah. But like people, a lot of people don't like Steve Zissou. It's always been my favorite it's one. So I think good. it's wonderful. Like it's head and, so good. Head and heels it better could than like ninety percent of one. Movies. I don't know yeah. yet. Uh, something about that. That guy's weird, and I love yeah. all of his movies. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just I had but to piggyback off you because I was a big jump too because same thing. Owen Wilson was the co-writer yeah. up until then, and then Noah Baumbach yeah, was yeah. the was and, the. Uh, and now it's like uh, Roman Coppola and yes, all these other yeah. people. Yep. 
I yeah, I had the same experience Dude, where I, I was like, oh, that was good, but whatever. The and now of, like it's transcendent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the Life Aquatic, the just the soundtrack and all the Portuguese so Bowie songs, and then yep. the scene where they raid the island. Yeah. And then uh, there's so many individual parts, but the part where the the shark at the end, where he says he remembers me, always makes me cry like a yes. fucking baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, it, uh, <laughs> you know fathers and sons are something that are a heavy focus in uh, Wes Anderson movies. It's really sad, and that it's is so I think the father-son story that connects with me like the most oh, yeah. of his of his movies. I like when Jeff Goldblum hits the dog. <laughs> Cody. Be still, yeah. Cody. Yeah, be still, Cody. That or when Cape uh, Blanchett's interviewing Steve Zissou and the the killer whale is in the tank behind him just like living its fucking life. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. so good. The, the set of the boat they built for it is also oh, amazing. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That actually has one of the best like DVD menus ever. Yeah, yeah. And it has that great song. The yeah. do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. All the music for it is really so good. good and I listen oh, yeah. to it all the time. Yeah. Do you have another one, Jacob? I skipped you because I, I wanted I to get that out. You guys go crazy. Yeah. You're having sex with my wife? I thought you were gay. <laughs> and then uh, his response is, isn't everybody? Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> and only one person on the planet yeah. can deliver that line. And it's Jeff Goldblum. Uh-huh. They got him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll try to think of one, but right now I don't. No. Fair. Totally fair. Uh, so hit me with another one, Dan. All right. Um, I've lost count of where we're at. Whatever. I'll just do it. I think you've done um, two. I just did three. This is a movie that I loved the first time I saw it. And then thanks to you, yes. I, I love it in ways that I could have never even fathomed. And it was oh. The Guest. Oh, yes. Um, the first that. time I saw The Guest, because I saw it the same day as I saw It Follows and Housebound. Yep. Um, Housebound comes in last place of those. Uh-huh. And I, I like and Housebound. And Housebound is very good. It's, it's a good yeah. movie. Um, but that was the last on that mm-hmm. on that day. So it was just like, by the time I hit there, it was just, man, I was just... Like yeah. punched by genre, just yeah. nonstop. And that movie blew my and, goddamn dick off at and that screen. I was watching, I'm like, this is amazing. But it wasn't until I had time apart from it that I was like, wait a minute, like like you know when you watch a movie and you're just so like mind like you're so uh what's the word? You're almost trying so hard to engage with it that yeah. you disengage with it. That's what happens. Like when it ended, I was like, I, "Wait, where are we? Did I? Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Was the pacing off? What's that?" Yeah. And I loved it. I knew it was good, but I didn't quite know what the recipe for eating this was. Yeah, yeah. And so then, just spending time with someone who just adores it love and it. loves to pick it apart, yeah. picking it apart with yeah. you, and then rewatching it countless times. Like that is, it's, I, I love it's that beautiful. movie. Yeah, I've only perfect. seen it once, and I didn't love it. So maybe this is like a wake up call. Give it yeah. another watch. Yeah, I Give it watch another it watch. I like Dan Stevens a lot, so I probably it's, would like it. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think it's also one that um, very much like it follows. It kind of feels like it's like missing a lot of information the first time you see it, but and it's not. Yeah, as you watch sure. it more, you realize like, oh, all the pieces are here. Okay. I, I just have to do the work of putting mm. some of them together. And even like after that movie ended, I was like, man, that was what was that? Yeah. And then when Simon Barrett in the interview yeah. was like, well, we wanted to do like Terminator meets Halloween. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, of okay. course that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, so this will be my fourth. So I think we're on fours now, Dan. Okay. We got two to go each. Uh, I'm gonna toss out the driver. Uh, which I've talked about on the show a lot. Uh, uh, Walter Hill movie. Uh, it heavily movie. inspired uh, uh, Baby Driver this year. So I saw The Driver like, I don't know, two years ago for the first time. It was a three-star movie. And I was like, that was cool. But I went into it thinking like exploitation movie. Like this is going to have like amazing chases the whole way through. It does not. It opens on an amazing chase and then it's a movie after that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not, you know, all the amazing action that I thought was going to be there. And then I watched it again because it it did look it has this look to it that I really it's got like a Michael Mann kind of like vibe to it. 
that I really like. And so I was like, oh, I'll give it another watch. And it went up to four stars. I was like, oh, that was like way better than I remember it. That was like really cool and exciting. And because of that, I watched it again a third time, uh, like just a few months ago, because like Baby Driver was coming out and I knew the influence. And it it is a five star knockout, like one of my favorite car movies ever. I, I gotta watch fucking it. love the driver. And it's just it's very minimalist, which I think was the thing that at first I was like, yeah, cool. That was a movie that worked. Drive is kind of aping it. In a big yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when the more I, love I drive, the more I watched it, I was like, "Oh, the minimalism of this is what oh, makes it work one, yeah. so fucking good." I love Drive because I, th- I've, it's probably like a like. Uh, uh, I can't think of the word. It's probably a story and it's not accurate, but I read that they just took all the dialogue out. They wrote it, took all the dialogue out and then put what they needed for it to make sense back in. Oh, that that's makes sense. That totally works. That's a fucking awesome way to do that's it. I love drive. Cause it's got, it's got Goo Goo Gosling and Oscar Isaac, who yep. are both very highly ranking on my gay Island uh-huh. and Christina Hendricks, who might be the queen of my hetero. Island. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, Drive is great. I like that yeah. director a lot. Ian and oh, I, yeah. or, uh, Garrett and I talked a lot about how crazy Neon Demon yeah. was. Oh, I love Neon I Demon. I didn't call you Ian. It's just Neon Ian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neon Demon is like, it made me feel wild and tense things, and yeah. I didn't <laughs> understand it. it it's a, he's a great that's director. That's the best description of that movie. He's a great director. I bet man. that that's a movie, too, that gives untold gifts upon rewatch. I think so. Because yeah. Only God so. Forgives is a movie that oh, I, I got to rewatch it's that movie. Great. It's but great. the first time I watched it, I was just like, man, I, I got to go like commit suicide or something. <laughs> yeah. no and I liked, liked it. it. It's crazy. And, yeah. But I liked it. I knew I liked it. And I knew it was really good, good, but I couldn't crack it. Yeah. I've watched that movie four or five times. <laughs> and every time, that should be on this list. Yeah. I, didn't think I was going to say, that, that would be on my list awesome. if I watched it again. Because I've only seen it once gets the shit kicked out of him better than Gosling. Blade Runner Blade Runner 2049. There's a, in Only God Forgives, I love that scene that they in every trailer that you want to you want to fight mm-hmm. you're like this is gonna be a knockdown drag out brawl yeah. nope he, he just gets his pussy kick. ass yeah. handed to <laughs> yeah. him for 10 minutes straight and yep. it hurts and it sucks for him and it sucks to watch and it rules <laughs> oh it's so good uh all right number ones number one the shining oh the first time i saw the oh, wait, shining this is your number two sorry oh well my number one is the shining <laughs> cool um my number one is the shining um because that that is a movie that when i first saw it it had so much baggage attached to it. I had not read the book at that point. Yeah. I just knew that this was the movie that everyone said, this is the best horror movie ever made. And I watched it and I was like, I don't even know if that movie makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know it. I was 16 at yep. the time. And um, it's it, it actually is the, one of the best horror movies <laughs> yeah. ever made, if yeah. not the, like it is the, it's incredible. Yeah. But it was one that I, I just, once again, I watched it. I knew I was watching something special. I knew I was watching the same thing with, with, with Blade Runner. I knew I was watching something special. I knew I was watching something iconic. I knew that when the movie ended, I was going to look at certain things in cinema differently, mm-hmm. as is what happened when the movie released. And I just couldn't figure out why I was not scared at all, why I was yeah. not bored. I was just bored. It just didn't work. And I was, I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's just what it comes down to. I was wrong. It's the first episode of our show yep. because it is just perfect. It's, it's just great. It's, it's perfect. It's the closest anyone's ever made to a perfect movie. That's always my yeah. opinion of it. It's so good. Yeah. It's and it's much like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, where it's just from every level, from the lighting yep. down to the typeface they used on the script. Yeah. It is flawless. Yeah. They just it's there. Yep. And so I guess I'll just my my yeah, number two was Halloween three season of the witch. Oh, because that's a movie that. The immediate, the 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 fifteen year old, I'm a horror junkie, egotist. Yeah. In me was just like, no, Michael Myers, 
Fuck, fuck off. Yeah. It's the best Halloween sequel. <laughs> easily. Yeah. Like, easily yeah. the best Halloween sequel. I'm so excited that they're rebooting it. I'm oh, yeah. all in, man. I'm in. What? I'm I think fa- John Carpenter said he's doing the music, too. I think he so. Uh, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is a She's phenomenal amazing. actress. Should have gotten funny Oscar is... for Freaky Friday. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> to Oscar. No, no. She, yeah, she should have gotten two. Yeah. The, um... That, well, Special with uh, with uh, the the Halloween thing, people are pushing back against like, but but what's canon and what's not? It's like, no, Fuck stop it. thinking yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. It's gonna be great. It's all pretend. <laughs> yeah, and you're about to get more Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I hate the Rob Rob Zombie Halloweens, and I'm so glad we have them because like it's just more yeah, Halloween. Bring yeah. it on. Yeah, I can always not watch. The rest of the Halloweens will never go away. Yep. And if I were to pick one to never go away. It would be the first one or the third one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that movie is awesome, and I love the idea that they attempted to go yearly anthology. Horror. Yeah, I, I know. That's and like that's way before anybody need. was trying to do that. Too. Uh, and rather than one anthology, just a yearly anthology, yeah. bring that shit. I would bring we that on. Need that. I would totally watch that. Yeah. And you know, okay, they needed to piggyback off of Jason and Freddy and get yeah, pinhead yeah, yeah. money. I get it. And there's some Halloween sequels that are great. But I rejected that one coldly and for literally no reason than the reasons why they yeah. stopped, you stopped and the rest doing of America. The yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then when I watched it on its own terms, like that's just a good asshole horror movie. Yeah. It's, re- it's nice to realize you were wrong about movies. Absolutely. I think because yeah. it's like I wrote this thing off and now it's providing me all this unexpected surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I have three. Anytime and someone says to me, there's five more days till Halloween, I'm always like, Silver Shamrock. <laughs> yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent of the yeah. time. Can I, can I say one real Please, quick? Please, go. Uh, Rogue, I have a weird job. I don't want to say where I work, but I saw Rogue One as part of my job. I don't work at Lucasfilm or anything. I saw Rogue One about 60 times yeah. while getting paid. Yeah. So it ruined it for me. I hated it. I thought it was a dumb, stupid movie. <laughs> uh, and then I rewatched it on my own time one night and whenever it came out on DVD. And I was distinctly thinking, like, I'm an idiot because I'm doing this on my own time. I'm not getting paid anymore like I was the first 50 times yeah. I saw it. It took a lot of just repetition for it to work for me. But I think it's maybe my favorite, second favorite Star Wars movie. Nice. I love almost everything about it. Yeah. It's, it was just me. It was just me being in like the wrong mood in the wrong oh, setting. Yeah. Oh, that can fuck everything. Um, totally happens. Yep. The yeah. big button in that movie that really fucking hit it as a home run for me is when they finally send the Death Star plans and he's like, do you think anyone's listening? And she says, yeah, someone's out there. She means Luke and Leia. They don't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. It took me like dozens of times to get that, but that was the one detail I really needed to be like, oh, I get I connect to this movie in a huge way now. I got to I say I watched it once and the night before we went to go see it, my uh, my uh, debit account was cleared out by thieves. <laughs> oh god! So I had been up since three in the morning yeah, trying to square that away. And so when I got to that movie, I was like, I was super stoned and I was just dipping in and out yeah. like. And I I know I liked it, but I'm I'm going through a Star Wars chronological sure. rewatch yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, so I, I saw you doing that. that. That's yeah. very exciting. By the it's, way, it's quite <laughs> it's exciting. so fun to do. Dude. Yeah. Oh, Attack of the time. Clones was ripe garbage, right? And I had such a blast I watching know. it. Party's I will over. say, you know, what was on my list as an honorable mention was the Phantom Menace. Yeah, that movie's fucking good. Yeah, it's I mean, fine. it's got it's got problems. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, as but a whole, it I is love the way prequels, better. They've got enormous issues. Oh, absolutely. I, I think so, them. too. Yeah. But I think Phantom Menace is largely considered... It's the only Star Wars movie that is not fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. And it is miles better than people say. I mean, oh, I think so. The other thing There's is, a lot of stuff in that that is like legit, like primo Star Wars quality. Yep. Um, uh, and especially up next to Attack of the, the Garbage, it's yeah. like, yeah. Well, one thing you brought up... You, one thing you brought Which up, has... It's good, too. It's fine. It's, it's the yeah. worst one, but it's... Also, yeah. it's I gave like, it two and a half out of terrible yeah. shit in it. Yeah. Middle, yeah. <laughs> you brought up in your review of Attack of the Clones, and this is true, it's it's the first digitally shot movie. It shows. Right? Yeah. Yep. And, it shows. and it shows. 
But here's the thing that I really love about Phantom Menace when you go back and watch it is because that one is not digitally shot, guess what has aged into a great looking movie? Yeah. Phantom Menace. Totally right. Like at the time, it we looks were, really good. At the time, we were all like, when uh, Darth Maul I don't know if first I. first lands in the yeah. desert yeah. and looks up at the hood. That's I've been picturing that it's since so good. I watched the it. The shiny it ship, and classic stuff. All Wars. the Naboo shots. Yeah. yeah. Well, when it came awesome. out, everybody was like, this looks too new. It looks too clean. Like the thing of Star Wars is all dirty and blah, 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 blah. That movie looks fantastic. It has it aged like a Star into Wars. a great Star Wars movie. The only movie. part yeah. that visually looks bad is the big tank battle at the end because that looks like the window screensaver. Just like <laughs> yeah. you, it yeah. looks, you're not looking at. You can tell whatever it is is not grass. Yeah. It's like it's like green screen almost. Yeah. But it, yeah. it's, I totally agree. The prequels are great. Yeah, I got my number one to throw out, and I'm gonna throw it out really quick because you guys will understand immediately. But uh, when I saw this movie in theaters, I did not think it worked very well at all. And it's by a director I'm sure we all love very much, and I've liked all of his movies. And it, I just was like, what the hell? This just fell apart. Like, it didn't even make any sense to me. I don't understand what people like about this. I didn't like Inglorious Bastards when I saw it in theaters. Uh, and it is now my f- pretty much my favorite Tarantino. I think it's really the best good. Tarantino I think movie. it's his best work. I love Nazi yeah. movies where Nazis get killed yeah. right now. My, so my favorite is probably Kill Bill, but it's the best. It was too much to take it yeah. for the first time. I, just, I was like, is this a mess? Yeah. And it's, it's so it's not. It's not a mess. Yeah. It, it, like, rewatching it, it's That's like, really oh, my good. God, this is so meticulous and so perfectly set. Like... I remember one of the things that pissed me off was the introduction of Hugo Stieglitz. Oh, yes! Because yeah. they cut to like a, a title card, yeah. and I was like, oh, cool, we're going to get one of these for everybody. No, nope. no, just him. And I was like, well, what fucking messy movie yep. is this where like that just happens? And then I lost track of who was who yeah. the first time I watched yep. that. The bar scene, which yeah. is one uh, of the best scenes in any movie ever. For so long, I lost though. track of yeah. who Fassbender sure. was because yep. I didn't. I mean, he was right. nobody yes. to me then. Yep. But they pulled a mustache thing on him, yeah. and I couldn't figure out who was who. Yep. But same thing with like the guest. That was a movie that when I watched it, I was so aggressively trying to engage yeah. with it that I, I pushed through it. Yep. And 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 yeah, yeah. rewatch. It's a masterpiece. Oh my god, it's a masterpiece. I, my yes. favorite performance in that movie is a, an incredible and very uh, stunted Michael Myers perform. Mike Myers, yeah. excuse oh, me. Yes, he's amazing. He's playing like the top British commander. Yeah, and he's like drinking with Winston Churchill all the way down. Yeah, so. yeah. fucking <laughs> fucking awesome. And then the part in the big bar scene where he says, uh, it, "As it's a sin to waste good scotch," and I'm going to be rapping on Hell's Door momentarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking he says, uh, he says, "There's a there's a level of hell reserved for yes. men who." For men who scotch. Scotch. Considering I'll Tarantino. be knocking on the doors uh, soon. Yeah, you know, I think he's Tarantino's maybe my favorite director. I, I feel like I should grow out of it, but I haven't. Pulp Fiction's <laughs> he's legit. My, yeah, he's Pulp Fiction's my favorite movie. Bad. Kill Bill is, or both Kill Bills are phenomenal. Yeah, um, I really, really miss Sally Menke, and I think she was yeah. a big yeah. part of his movies. Oh, you can smell the the shaggy dogness on it. Uh, Django uh, and Jane is an editing great. mess. But it's it, unwieldy. It should yeah. be much better if it was edited by the guy who did Fast Five. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. <laughs> someone pointed. Someone pointed this out. The um, I'm I'm not going to be able to. But Ryan Carey, yep. a friend of the show, uh, he pointed out the scene where you know the the three yep. uh, in the in Inglorious Bastards yeah, when he yeah. holds up the wrong three. The the German guy who sees that in that moment, it's some of the most tremendous acting, and it speaks to the director yeah, he, as well because he it. sees it, and you can see him see it, but in his eyes, he goes from this like. He immediately knows he's going to die. Yep. He immediately feels pride in his country. Yep. He immediately feels regret for having signed up for this. And like he goes through this whole wave of emotions that ultimately leads to duty. Yeah. And it is uh it's it's half a second of film. Yeah. And it is a brilliant performance from from a great actor that was coaxed out by a great director. Yep. If if you could distill Tarantino down into one moment, that's it. Yes, that movie right. is perfection, it's I think. Awesome. 
Yeah. yeah. I came back to it recently, like I said, because I hate Nazis, and that's a good movie. To, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That and Last Crusade are good yeah. Nazi killing movies. Green Room is actually a this fun Nazi killing movie, uh, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Green Room's what does he say? <laughs> what does he say to Donnie? He's like, Donnie, this man wants to wants to die for his country or something. Yeah, like yeah, Oblige yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then that guy has a great line too, because he's like, that guy he goes out like the a badge. badge. He goes, yeah. you get that for killing Jews, and he goes, bravery, bravery. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. is some. It's, that it's is a, like I might watch it when I get home. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's what Garrett gives me a lot of shit for this. Deservedly, that's one of the first <laughs> movies I read as a script about a year before I saw it. Oh. This motherfucker. Will do anything yeah. he can to find any script for any movie that probably is not spoil coming out for Jedi another year. For myself before it comes I can out. send you the original It script. It's pretty wild. Well, I'd love that. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, the Carrie Fukunaga one. Dude, I have the I Fukunaga script. It, it, I've got Gladiator two, the the Nick Cave Gladiator two script. I've got a bunch of scripts on my laptop that I'm not supposed to have right now. And let oh, me yeah. tell you, they're good. The post, the Steven Spielberg movie, it's gonna Ooh, be great. It's gonna nice. be real good. There's no trailers for it or anything. I know. I want to bury you under my house right now. It comes out. Oh, dude, the Reddit screenwriting, the sub, the screenwriting sub. Sanity, you get literally there. anything. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the post comes out in two months. We've seen no trailers. Yeah. It's this highly relevant to it. America right now. Yeah. Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep and Steven Spielberg. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but I read Inglorious Passwords way before it came out, and I had I knew exactly what was going to happen in it. I fucking loved it even more knowing it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I wonder if that would have helped with the I idea mean, it might have, actually. Yeah. I kept, when you're reading it, I thought Hitler's going to get away somehow. And oh, then yeah. I was delighted that he didn't. Yeah. yeah. He just shot the shit <laughs> out of him. That was the, one of the hardest things I ever did was was not read the Hateful Eight script. Yeah. Because when that leaked, sure. yeah, I had yeah. it. I was like, I'm going to do that That's, this weekend. Well, all and then scripts he leaked. announced that he was going to make it yeah, like, right play. after that weekend. I'm like, Oh, good. I'm glad it is. Yeah. And, and someone, I, I, um, I was floored by hate. Someone I know that, that works for him is leaking his scripts. Great. It's a very oh, frequent yeah. thing. Hateful, it's good. I, it's, I don't, I've only seen it like twice. I don't know, man. It's, it's one that gets better <laughs> each time. Well, here's the other thing is I... I forgive anything if Kurt Russell is involved. He's great. Yeah. He's my, great my favorite, and I think the best Tarantino movie, inarguably, is Inglorious Bastards. But my favorite, hands down, is Death Proof. Death Proof I is fucking awesome. so fun in that yeah. too. I, the first time I saw Death Proof, I wanted the group of girls. I wanted. I I liked the bad guy. I thought he was a fun character. I wanted him to kill them. You know, it's mm. a movie. But you get but it then, both ways. It, there's a point in that movie where she pulls out the gun and shoots him. Where I was like, I want these girls to kill this motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started rooting. Get them so much. He kills yeah. one carload yeah, of girls, yeah, yeah. and then he gets the vengeance. This, yeah. the, the 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 way she talks about having a gun for protection, and then shoots his shoots him in the fucking arm yeah. is yeah. so cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, yeah, he's got that great line about. You know which which way you going? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you're just gonna have to start getting scared and right yes, now." Yeah, you're right. And when <laughs> yeah. when so they good. hit him, he's like, in his, when he's tending to his bullet wound, he's like, his his coolness is gone. He's yeah, yeah. Crying oh, I like love that. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. becomes such a. <laughs> he yeah. screams yeah. when they yeah. hit his car. It's yeah. so cool. That's why you hire Kurt Russell. He's yeah. the one oh, action rules. star who is not afraid to be the butt of the joke. He's yep. awesome. It's yeah. Perfect. He'll and put makeup on. He's, oh, and he's one of those he dudes. Care. Yeah, he's Tango and Cash yeah. all the way. Yeah. <laughs> the, the reason why people love Kurt Russell and the reason why Kurt Russell endures is that in any movie, no matter what, he's true to his character, but you can see on his face that he's having fun. Oh, yeah. yeah he's having he's, a great time. He's, he's enjoying his work. Yeah. That's so cool. He's so good. All right, let's wrap how, this thing up. How many episodes have devolved into us it, just, just Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. Russell. Yeah. <laughs> Can I do one more and I'll, yeah, I'll make yeah, it real quick? Yes, please. C- Collateral and Black Hat are really good. I oh. did not like them the first time I saw them. I don't know why. Collateral's really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's maybe one of my favorites. Jamie Foxx is like... Really good as being a guy that can only put up with a certain amount of shit in that movie. There's a, yeah. there's a, his acting in that movie is phenomenal. 
I and Black it. Hat is is fucking great, and I don't know what it was. I think I mean nobody I really Black liked Hat that when it really came out. Bad review, yeah. And I think about that movie all the time. I think it's because it's I read all these bad, bad reviews for it. it, and I let them affect my. Ju- it's really good. I love yeah. it. He's Michael Mann's a great director. I've only yeah. seen that once, and I've been dying to revisit it. Because Very it was much one worth that your time. Ended, and my, my buddy that I saw it with, shout out to Steve. <laughs> we were both like, "What the fuck was that?" But I had such a blast watching yeah, it. That really I don't worth know going why back I to. Gave it a bad review. Yeah. I. Yeah, I would like to watch that. He's again. a great director. I don't know what he's up to right now, but I can't wait. I do to like Michael Mann. Next stuff is. I also had on here was Showgirls. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the movie that Showgirls uh, is great. I I love, <laughs> and I I mean I saw it when I was young, so the novelty was just like mm, Jesse Spano's naked, <laughs> and then I realized like oh this is one of the most subversive pieces of like purposeful trash ever yeah. made. Yeah, it's Kyle MacLachlan. I'll diggity day. Hell yeah. Yeah. I had uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on mine because, oh, like, I saw choice. that as a kid and I was like, whatever. And then finally saw it as an adult and I was like, oh, now I get why everybody loves this. Genius. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap this thing up, uh, Jacob. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, all, you can find the the easiest way to find the podcast is at a i l i t e or at b o n podcast on Twitter. A i l i t e is all my shit online. So Letterboxed, I love Letterboxed. Come follow me on Letterboxed. The best. Twitter. And the podcast is always on Twitter. It's also on iTunes, based on nothing. Garrett's been on a bunch of episodes. Love your show, dude. It's so fun to do. The, yeah, it's, it, it's, I've um, listened to the Garrett episodes. I've, <laughs> I've been just, just depressed and lazy lately, so it's kind of fallen to the bottom of my priorities list. But when I do it, I remember how much fun it is. Yeah. And I'm um, trying to get more ambitious with guests, because it's fun to have like my friends that you know are easy. Uh, Yo, you want to do a podcast? Oh, yeah. yeah. I got to get more ambitious and get more people on. I had Gizmodo's Space Rider on recently. Oh, cool. Oh, that's and cool, man. She taught man. me all about like fucking like space, like casino was about to end its mission that episode's great any episode with garrett is great thank I you i highly sir. recommend listening to it i nice. really enjoy podcasting with you you're thank a great you. time yeah, yeah. yeah it's the basis of our friendship it yeah. is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> were it not for the podcast we do together i, I would be, be infuriated yeah. with your four thousand text messages you send me a day oh yeah ian, ian is our oh yeah. i also want to plug ian's movie i worked on a movie called dead giveaway it's probably going to come out next year. Yes, and it's that probably is probably going to be a trailer. Soon. Ian Kimball, who is a former guest of I Like to Movie yeah, Movie, he's on our It Follows episode, mm. uh, and, and he and Garrett and I are in, infinitely trapped in a group text. Yes, there's <laughs> a group text that <laughs> none never of us, none of us stops. can escape. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's ongoing. Yeah. A lot of fun stuff over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thanks for being on the show, man. Yes, I'm glad we finally you got you over me. here. Truly had a great time. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. That's with an F. I'm on letterbox.com slash Philadelphia. Uh, that's where I do all my movie writings. Uh, I think I'm finally caught back up with that for the most part. Uh, it's, it's a bitch when it gets yeah. to fall behind. Yeah. Uh, Farsightedblog.com. I am still doing Splatter Matters over there, and there's a ton of coverage of Puff over there that I did, uh, if you're curious about that. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it for me. Cool. Um, I'm at Dan Scully on everything. Twitter, Letterboxd, all that fun stuff. You can check out uh, my writing at Cinadelphia.com. Um, coming up in the next week or so for the Philadelphia Film Festival, um, I will be covering that for Findie.com, P-H-I-N-D-I-E. Awesome. So definitely check that out. And um, just because I got a... By the time this episode drops, Wheelman is going to be on Netflix. You should watch it. Mm, I really want to watch yeah, that. I'm excited. It's good shit. Uh, oh, actually, you know what will be out by the time this drops is an episode I was on of The Shame Files for yes! uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. And we should plug that show overall. It's a great show. It's a great uh, show. Uh, uh, Ryan Silverstein, Joe Malcolm of yep. Cinadelphia, frequent guests here. Sure. And um, yeah, I, I understand that they loved Halloween. They had so. a great time with Halloween, and it was like really fun to talk with them about Halloween. Nice. It was their first time watching it, and... Uh, 
uh, they invited me to talk to them about it. It was great. Uh, so I think that should be online by the time you're hearing about this. Uh, so go check that out and uh, find us on Twitter at I Like Two Movie, Numeric Two, Facebook.com slash I Like Two Movie. Send us an email, I Like Two Movie at gmail.com. Leave us a rating on iTunes and uh, tell us a movie you want us to cover. We'll do it. We've go done see it before. Geostorm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, let's get pl- your movie sponsored pass. by Geostorm. Yeah, plug Geostorm, <laughs> sponsored by Geostorm. <laughs> Our show is sponsored by Geostorm, which is sponsored by MoviePass, <laughs> yeah. which is sponsored by Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Dan, I would love to have you on my show soon. Garrett will be to on be soon on again. We have to Hell do yeah, a commentary dude. on uh, Last Crusade. Oh, but I, I want to have you on. This is super fun to talk to you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I would love man. to be on anytime. Just say, just say when. Yeah. Well, let's and do the big sign I would sign love off. to do a commentary on Last Crusade. Yeah. You, Indiana Jones be, fucking rules. I, it, it would be I fun even to like get the all software together. They're all, <laughs> they're all good. They're yeah. all good. That would yeah. be a great excuse to get us all together. Let's do that. That'd yeah. be fun. Can't wait. Let's sign off. Jacob, you finally get to be a part of this. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. My name is Jacob Harrington, and I like to movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie because we like to movie. <laughs> <laughs>